Hey, this is Chuck Dixon, and you're listening to Signal of Doom. Well, you know, for me, the action is the juice. I'm in. Two forces waging endless war. Every day they waste more. When the day is done And they go home What do they do for fun? Night falls on G.I. Joe headquarters Shipwreck just got season one Of the Wonder Years Doc is reading Dostoevsky It's no jobs drinking beer I heard he likes to drink quite a bit Snake Eyes is painting landscapes It makes him feel at peace His latest is a series Of sunsets on the beach And Scarlet lies awake and wonders Will Duke still love me when I'm old? I see the way he looks at Lady J Someday he's gonna leave me in the cold No, Duke, don't Night falls on the Cobra Terradrome Storm shadows taking out the trash Tomax is boosting Zamot's wallet He needs the extra cash Cobra Commander loves 70s boogie He's a big fan of Three Dog Night One is the loneliest number When he takes over the world The first thing he'll do Is make him reunite And Zartan sits up late and wonders I wonder, wonder who, who Who is the real me? And in the end, do I really have any friends? Love me for being Zartan. Love me for being me. Destro, Destro and the Baroness. Destro and the Baroness. Practicing the clarinet. Destro and the Baroness. Practicing the clarinet. Practicing the clarinet. Practicing the clarinet. Talking on his ham radio His best friend is some guy He doesn't even know If things could always be this way Wouldn't that be nice? But no dice 
Cobra's got the mass device. Hello and welcome to Signal of Doom, episode 278. I'm Dave. I'm here with Rich. Rich, how are you going? Mate, I am not too bad. Rock and roll. better this week. Yeah, I am. I recovered. I last last week. I think I prophesized that I had COVID and AIDS. Turns I out you neither. You had everything. I turns out I had neither. I had neither. I made a complete recovery. Uh, yeah, no, I was. Um, it laid me low until about the Sunday, and then by Sunday I was fine. And um, no, I actually gradually been fine. I, I didn't play tennis last week. I took a week off tennis because uh, I wasn't. I really wasn't feeling well. But um. No, yeah, no, I forgot all about that, Rich. No, luckily, I'm here. I've survived. I think I was talking in terms of my death, wasn't I, Rich? Probably. Um, yeah, yeah, you, you were you were writing your uh, your epitaph, your, your, your epitaph, and you you were getting your tombstone ready. Yeah, let the world burn. That was it. Yeah, it was going to be on your tombstone. Yeah. Let the world burn. Yeah, hell yeah. And I also would like. Uh, above the tombstone, just like a skeleton head, like sculpt. If you know what I mean, like sort of like, mm. yeah, I want to have that kind of a feel where they're like, well, this guy really kind of like maybe even, maybe even rich where the grave is. And I'm imagining like a monument, um, a hand, like a stone hand reaching out from the grave. Do you know what I mean? I'm sure people just go, what an edge lord. Yeah. Well, let them. Let them, I say. <laughs> good. good. People will still be talking about me when I'm gone, man. Yeah, hell yeah. And um, yeah. Well, any people visiting the grave go- graveyard. Anyway. Exactly, man. And the legend spreads. Um, yeah, I, I think it's great stuff. Now, um, in terms of your week, Rich, what's been going on? We did uh, a cinema of doom, we should mention, for the Patreon listeners. And please join the Patreon, guys. And girls, patreon.com slash signal of doom. You get exclusive content. Rich and I just did a Patreon episode on the G.I. Joe movie, the 1987 animated film. It was a hell of a lot of fun talking about that and G.I. Joe in general with you, Rich. Mm. It was it was great fun. So yeah, get involved. That was that was like over an hour was worth of content. We're gonna do more stuff, Dean. I mean you're gonna do Boondog Saints very shortly, but uh, Rich and I are gonna do <laughs> something very soon as well. We're gonna put more stuff into the Patreon feed. So please join up for as little as $1 per month. It really does help. Now, Rich, what's been going on in your week, man? What, what have you been doing other than the G.I. Joe stuff? What's been going on? No, uh, lots of late hours of work oh, really? in the last week. So not, not had much free time, sadly. They're working you hard, man. Ah, uh, yeah, they, they're changing over to a new system yeah. um, software and all this sort of crap. So I'm having to, to, to relearn everything. How do you juggle that with your, you know, the women and the wine? kind of thing, that lifestyle you've got going, that bachelor lifestyle. How does that juggle? Uh, the thing the about a bachelor is? lifestyle is you can just put it on hold for a while and just say, sorry. Yeah, that's it. I don't think Dean Martin ever put it on hold. You've got to play hard to get sometimes, you know? Yeah, I don't think Dean Martin ever put it on hold. He just kept going. I promise you he did. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. I mean, he had plenty to put on hold. So I'm, you know what I mean? Like there was plenty, he had plenty of irons in the fire kind of thing was his style. That's it, man. You can't be you can't be just saying yes all the time. You gotta you gotta have that air of mystery about you. you know? Sure, yeah. I'm a mystery, a mystery to myself. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, Dave. I, I don't think so. I think everyone's got a pretty good like. Yeah, I yeah. know, Dave. Know me? Yeah, friendly guy. It's all just papering, <laughs> papering over the abyss, man. That's the other thing as well. They look in my eyes; they're haunted. 
You know what I'm saying? They're like, oh, what a dictator. Yeah, good. Let them say that. <laughs> I, I like this kind of stuff. I like to be known that way as well. You know what I mean? Like, good. They know the reputation. They know the ego. They know the demands. <laughs> yeah, good. You know? Finally, might get some service around here. That kind of style. Um, now, in a more serious note and a very somber note, I do want to say rest in peace uh, to Olivia Newton-John. Um a fabulous entertainment uh, icon, uh, worldwide, uh, Australian, obviously, as well. And, I mean, just such a lovely person, Rich. And I, I was genuinely – this is the – I've been so sad about it, actually, to be honest. Like, it really – I mean, for a lot of us growing up, I don't know what it was like in South Africa, but here in Australia, I mean, she was just everything uh, in the 80s and stuff and uh, just a lovely woman. And uh, she – was such an ambassador for this country as well. And she did a lot for people and she did a lot for, I mean, she, she, she was a cancer survivor for many years. She had cancer from like the nineties, I believe. And it's just really sad. And um, yeah, I mean, uh, my, my spirits were downcast this week with um, her passing rich. Um, I mean, I know probably not your, maybe not your cup of tea, but I mean, Livy Newton, John, I'm sure you knew of her rich, even from South Africa. Like she was sort of a worldwide icon. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I've not really, um, I, I'm not f- super familiar with her, mm. but I mean, I have, um, Greece, uh, seen like the odd interview. No, I don't watch Greece or Greece. Um, I know she, I've, I've not seen any, basically any of her movies. Um, oh, Jesus, really? Uh, but I do know from interviews, I, I know that she was a big, uh, champ, uh, of, uh, um, cancer and yeah definitely um, all that sort of stuff so she just she definitely seemed like a really nice uh, uh, uh lady so. i think she was just a lovely person on top of all her talent and all her startup and stuff she was just a lovely person and i think a lot I mean, of the only people... thing i really knew her from was the um the the let's get physical i mean i think that's pretty that much was one of the biggest, biggest things that i yeah. really know her from yeah in the leg warmers and all that yeah that was one of the biggest hits yeah. in the early 80s yeah no for sure she um Hopelessly devoted to you. She had some wonderful songs, and she was just a just a lovely person and real sense of loss. Actually, um, you know, when you lose someone like that, so full of light. Um, she'd been sick though. You know what I mean? She'd really been struggling, I, I believe. So, you know, she's at peace now, but um, it is sad. And also, they're giving her a state funeral, and and they accepted. Um, you know, and uh, I saw a lot of people. Uh, there was a lot of icons of the industry reaching out. You know, um, John Travolta, obviously, uh, in a close association with her. I saw Barry Gibb give a very emotional tribute. Um, like a lot of people, I think, you know, in the entertainment community and just fans across the globe were impacted um, by her death, unfortunately. Uh, we also had uh, R.I.P. Judith Durham of The Seekers, Um had some wonderful songs back in the sixties and stuff that I know my I know my my mum was a big fan. Um, she passed away as well, and um, I think she was maybe slightly older. I think Olivia New John was like seventy two, seventy three. Ju- Durham might have been like late seventies, maybe. But um, she's giving a state funeral as well. So two icons of the music industry um, coming from Australia um, in the same week. It's quite sad, man. You know when the when the icons start falling, and um, I'm still not over Olivia, uh, you know, I, it's going to take some time for me. I think. I think I just did, I admired her so much when I was growing up. We played Greece all the time, so it's just, you know, it's it's kind of one of those things where you just got to kind of keep on going. But um, also, Rich, 
uh, wrapping up, sadly, our epitaphs, which I hate doing, but I feel we should do. Out of respect, TC from Magnum PI, uh, the helicopter pilot, Rich, the black guy who owned the helicopter company um, on the on the island, I'm sure you remember it, in Hawaii. Uh, yeah, that actor passed away. And I was a big TC fan back in the 80s, man. I was a big, big Magnum PI fan. Like, I didn't miss an episode. Of TC was great. I think everyone was, honestly. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I and you know what? Like, when I saw he passed away, I was like, man, really? Like, and he was in his 70s. Um, I imagine Tom Selleck's in his 70s by this point. Um, and I saw a picture of TC and the guy who played Rick, who I feel may have passed away, actually, the guy who played Rick. We'll just Google that while we're here. Um, but what a team they were, man. Like, that was that, that was such a fun show. You know what I mean? Like, that was a, that was a good time show to me. You know, like yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, in its in its time, it was like one of the biggest shows on on TV. Oh yeah, oh definitely. Roger E. Mosley is 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 his name. Uh, I'm just gonna Google Rick because I've got a horrible feeling that he may um, have passed away as well. Um, but I I could be I could, Larry Minetti. Larry Minetti, no, still alive. Uh, still alive, age seventy five. So I incorrectly almost wrote his. Uh, Obituary there, but no. Yeah, I got to be careful about that. Still alive. Bro. Oh, and and by the way, uh, Tom Selleck is seventy-seven years. Old. Right. Okay. Yeah, seventy-seven. Yeah. Hey, he looks very good for seventy-seven. I'll I'll say that he does look good for seventy-seven. I mean, he's always been a good-looking guy, Tom Selleck. Um, yeah, you know, so you know, it's kind of tough. Like I've had to start the show off. It's a downbeat, but I want to pay a tribute, and I I I think. You know, I don't mean to. You know, it was just for me and the emotions of losing Olivia. I just, I'm, I'm not, I'm not over it. You know what I mean? Like I'm still in my heart. She's still alive, kind of thing. Um, TC as well. Um, just sad to. I, I, I imagine him in my mind from the eighties. Do you know what I mean? Like that's the, that's the disconnect for me. You know, like I imagine him. He was very much in his glory days, like late thirties, probably forty at the max. You know, uh, rocking in that helicopter and um, was kind of the, the strong guy as well in the show. Um, yeah, no, it's just sad. Uh, now, as for me, Rich, as you know, GI Joe has kind of taken over my life. Um, I said to Michelle, "I'm home. I finally. Uh, this is a the probably since Punisher and Batman. I, I I'm 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 so comfortable with this property, man. I just feel like I'm just like I'm exploring this whole new universe. I'm just mainlining it." And I'm just like, yes, this is what I've been searching for all these years, man, out there in the wilderness, Rich. You know? Nothing wrong with that, mate. The Nothing irradiated wilderness, man. And suddenly, yo, Joe, have, have you found a property as you've gotten, kind of gotten older that you might always have liked, but then you've explored and gone, well, this is so much better than I, you know, expected? Was there, what's the last thing that did that for you, which was like a light bulb moment, like TV? You know, comics, whatever. Can you remember something? Books where you just you, you were you were blown away by what you were reading or watching. Anything, Rich? Blown away. Yeah, like blown away. Like so impressed. And with Joe, Joe, I feel like I'm like, man, they're writing just for me. This is just my cup of tea. You know, like it's 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 over the top, but it's fun. I think, and maybe. Especially this week, I've just been kind of upset and, you know, I've been reading my, my G.I. Joe and it kind of makes me feel a bit better. 
you know, and um, yeah, it's just you know, it's just it's just been nice. But if you think of something during the show, Rich, I mean, you can't think of anything. There's been nothing that's impressed you. Let's say in the last twenty years, to a point where you're like, "Wow, I can't believe how good this is." Has there been something? That- but what, what, what do you mean, though? Discover something from the past that I never got. Well, into, whatever, man. Like, something like something, I mean- something new that's a world that's like a universe, like GI Joe's universe. Like I stumbled into it. I've always, I've always, you know, kind of been around the edges of it, you know, a few times and flirted with it. But now I've just mainlining it, and I'm like, yes, so much content. So much genius, plus there's a toy line on top of it. Um, you know, it's just like, I don't know. I'm just getting a charge from it, a big charge. But I'm just, I was just thinking, man. Like, it's like, so people, like when I discovered, like as a kid, Lord of the Rings, you know what I mean? Like the first, when I picked that book, first Hobbit book up, I was like, well, this is really good. And then I picked up Lord of the Rings and I was like, wow. And it felt like a whole universe opened up to me, that kind of thing. That's how I feel now, um, you know? I mean, yeah. It's I mean, that, I, all, all that stuff from my childhood, yes, but not. Mm. I, I can't say. I can't say anything in the last uh, fifteen, yeah. twenty years really wow. comes to mind. Japers, crapers. But no, no, nothing that's like like blowing you away. Well, like you know, I, I, maybe it's when you're a kid and you discover things when you're a bit younger. But I mean, sure. obviously, you know, I, yeah, I fell in love with He Man and and Thundercats when I was a kid and all that, and then obviously Star Wars. You know, I mean, I yeah. was. You know that that like I was like oh my god what a whole fantastic world to be lost in and explore and all that but I mean mm. I mean maybe the, the the Mass Effect game the trilogy yeah there you go good um, pick good I pick mean, that, that's something that that did sort of like resonate with me that I I, I love that world and I got really sucked in mm. to that world but I mean that's that's the only thing I can think of well that's a good example that was like. That really like example. just like wow I fucking love this it's it's part of my zeitgeist I now can see that, that sort of stuff. Uh, yeah, Assassin's Creed for me Sandman these are, these are things I'm thinking of mm. I'm thinking of things that I mean there's there's two, there's two novel series that mm. I absolutely adore mm. um, which I always will buy the new one when it comes out and that's um, the Lost Fleet series. Mm. Um, by uh, Jack Campbell and the um, Galaxy's Edge series. Like uh, I, I, whenever a new that. one comes out, I will buy it and read it. But Dion loves that. The Galaxy's about, Edge. Good. Well, that's all right, Rich. You've given Galaxy's Edge is my second, but my, my top one is is the Lost Fleet. The Lost Fleet series. Oh. If as soon as a new book of that one comes out, bang, it's on my pad and I'm reading it straight away. You're involved. I love it. Well, there you go, Rich. There has been something in the last twenty years, and I think Mass Effect's a very good example. Because what about? I mean, I had to think because hmm. you know when you when you're a kid, that stuff's been with you much longer. Sure. So that's a bit more in the forefront of your mind. You have to sometimes really go, "Geez, what have I discovered like later in my life that really, hmm. um, you know, um, bo- bored a hole into my brain and just sort of laid an egg there?" <laughs> yeah, it's true, you know? man. It's true, dude. Like, it is rare. Like, don't get me wrong. But it's not like every day I discover things that 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 aren't sort of. You know, I haven't previously gone, and I'm sort of mining the same sort of mines. But um, I think the thing with GI Joe is the sheer quantity as well. I'm loving. Mm. I, I kind of revel in quantity, and um, you know, and Larry Hummer writing it, I think helps, and it, it's got good artwork. So it sort of, well, it more than helps, it massively helps. Like it really helps that he's kind of like anchoring it. So, you know, I've always enjoyed Larry Hummer. Now, um, we have uh. Announcement, Chuck Dixon's new comic that he's doing with Scott Beatty, Unprepped, is about to be released. You can still pre-order it. I believe the first um, 
the first issues are coming out to stores. It's around the fifteenth or sixteenth of this month, so it's, it's soon. It's 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 like next week. Actually, it might be the seventeenth or eighteenth, but it's unprepped. Rich, I have put it up on the um, Facebook page, um, but I will read it out. It's it's kind of like a, a a dramedy, so it's a com- comedy mixed with drama, basically about survivalist preppers. Um, and I'll just read out the description here, and I think it sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. So um, it's with Scott Beatty, uh, new post-apocalyptic dramedy series. Uh, these guys previously worked on Robin Year One and Batgirl Year One and Nightwing, Nightwing Year One and Joker Last Laugh. Um, the official, official description states, you may think you're ready for the apocalypse, but even after lockdown plagues, town-raising natural disasters and an ever-present threat of rogue nations going nuclear, the average Joe just isn't prepared for a total global disaster. Witness mankind's transition from the digital age to the stone age in the blink of an eye, and the only light comes from an angry sun setting on two families struggling to survive. Um, so it's it's going to be um, Chuck reuniting with uh, Scott Beatty to chronicle the final days with artist Marlon Shoup. It's the end of the world as they know it. Looks like a lot of fun, Rich, and it's that kind of like, um, hmm. you know, I, I, I'm looking forward to it. We'll definitely do it on the show. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of pumped for it, man. And, um, you know, it's going to be great. You can chuck getting new content out there in stores, and I, and I think all, all the better for it. And um, he's certainly been going off very successfully on his um, – the Arkhaven uh, comic side. I think they're over like 6 million views now. Uh, so plenty of people are checking that out, you know. And I was thinking, Rich – in terms of prepping, do you have a go bag? Do you have a bag that you're ready to just throw into the car and get moving if shit really starts going down? Look, if you find no. nuclear bombs, no. that'll, that, no? that'll just weigh me down, man. I need to be, I need to be fast and, and loose. Yeah, I'll you take know, what I need as I go. But you know what, Stu, in fairness to him, had a go bag. At least that's what he told me. And I was always like, well, what has he got in there? Like. You know, because I feel like I'm weighed down, man. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm very weighed down at the moment. Like, you know, I've got responsibilities, um, you know, properties, possessions. You know, I don't even own a gun, man. And I'm starting to think, like, if shit's going to pop off. Um, <laughs> you know? It's funny. I saw I saw a meme, and obviously it's, it's, it's a meme. It's an American meme. Mm. It's basically a guy that's looking at his window, mm. and he goes, uh, I'm just looking at my neighbor across the street who hate guns and watching all the groceries that he got me when shit hits the fan. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, he's watching the stockpile go up. Yeah. Um, and it is. Yeah. If, I mean, we live in a country that yeah, no one ha- ha- owns a gun, so you know. It's well, people like, in the, people in rural areas do. Um, but I'm not in a rural area, so no. if I'm going to be fighting with people, it's going to be people here in the burbs. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I'm just uh, like, but it's not just weaponry. Obviously, weaponry is something, but you could get yourself a big knife or something or a sword or something. But, but like supplies, you know, I'm just starting to think that maybe it's worthwhile having this go bag. Uh, I was just thinking about it the other day, man. Like, yeah, know, I mean, I, I kind of get it. But the problem is, is look, if you, yeah. I, I understand having a go bag if you live in an area where there is constant like twisters, tornadoes, earthquakes, that sort of stuff, right? Because that stuff could happen at any yeah. moment. You could be trapped in the house or whatever. I get it. I understand that. But if you're a person who just kind of lives in an area where mm. 
you have to one day, maybe one day there could be, as you say, a nuclear thing or whatever. Mm. You, the, you would have to keep replacing that because the stuff doesn't last forever. Sure. I mean, it, it, it has an expiration date. So you're just constantly spending money now. But I assume like, oh, but you never know. stuff in tins and stuff, I assume, wouldn't you say? Uh, but it will go. Uh, I think even that will possibly go off at some okay. point as well. Right, yeah. Yeah, you would think so. But um, I mean, I've always got a couple of tins in the cupboard for shit, like, you know, for... Mm. Yeah. For stuff when I ever don't feel like cooking or something like that. So, I mean, if shit was to go down now, I've got stuff. Yeah. I've got cans and stuff. And as I said, like, if I've got to be in the go, I mean, mm. a lot of stuff you can't take with you. Most of the stuff is perishable. I've, I've so got to – it's been really been going around in my head the, the last couple of weeks. I, I've got to put together, like, a medical kit bag because, you know, with all my medications and my, you know, stuff for my bad hip and bad back and everything, like, I've got certain things I need to take, so I need to have that ready to go, man. I mean, uh, trust me, man. You'll you'll be so busy surviving, <laughs> you'll somehow magically just get better. I promise. <laughs> I'm sure I won't. <laughs> um, but like, what about like? Because well, I the mean, point is, Dave. At some point, the drugs are going to dry up, man. Yeah, that's you it. can you can have those pills ready, but if yeah. shit hits the fan, you ain't going to have any drugs. So you're going to have to learn to get on without it. Anyway, I'll be unmedicated completely, and I I won't have any of my pain medication or anything. Jesus. Yeah, but you'll build, you know what? But again, if you're talking about survival, you'll build up a, a resistance. Yes, it may still hurt, but I guarantee you, you at some point it'll almost be background pain where you yeah. almost ignore it. Sure. What do you you're think? Just the so busy surviving. What do you think the chances are? And this is going to get pretty bleak for a second. What do you think the chances <laughs> are of like the Chinese invading in like the next ten years? Could that actually happen? Do you think? Like I was Australia, probably probably not. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I would, I would agree with you. I mean, I, I would say probably not as well. But some of the rhetoric that was coming out of Beijing this week, and um, you know, the hotspot being Taiwan, and we're entangled with the US. Yeah, but mate, and, uh, before know. before China could could invade other continents and and islands, they're going to have to first shore up the entire Asian fucking continent because mm. mm. otherwise, you know. Uh, they're going to have other Asian countries fighting back as well. So before they get to Australia, they're going to have to take over all of Asia first. Well, you think they would also invade Taiwan beforehand, so it would probably become a very hot situation beforehand. So it might, it might not be that I wake up tomorrow and I'll surprise, surprise, you know, they're in fucking, you know, Brisbane or Melbourne or somewhere. But, like, m most likely they probably would make a move on Taiwan first, you would think, mm. you know. Oh, yeah. So things could get a bit crazy. I mean, yeah, I was just these were the thoughts going through my head, man. And um, you know me, when my thoughts sometimes circulate, dude. You know what I'm saying? And I started thinking about these go bags, and I was and I was just thinking like, you know, like people are always like, I know I used to know people who was like always make sure you've got the the car filled with fuel, and I'm like, yeah, okay. But then sometimes when I I, I drive it back, I mean, it does get low on fuel. That's why you fill up. So how can you always have it full? That's the kind of stuff that goes through my head. Well, you know I mean? so I, what I do is something that my grandfather mm. basically instilled in me is that you you fill your car up when it gets to to, to halfway. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's yeah, and I, and so I'm similar. Car, I'm similar. Your car I'm similar, should never yeah. be. Your car should look. I mean, if, if shit is fed, you got half a tank of gas. You still got half a, a tank yeah. of gas, but you never ever let the the it get down to like between the, the, the quarter and the empty. You As soon as you get to half a tank, you mm. fill it up. What do you think about, and this is the last I'm going to say on this topic, because, but what do you think about like, you know, since spare cash comes in, um, investing in like a bolt away 
kind of property, like a, you know, like a shack kind of style thing, you know, somewhere where if shit went down, if 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 say, let's say tomorrow a nuke exploded over Washington DC, you know what I mean, and and suddenly we're in a a very hot situation, uh, you know, a property that you could actually flee to, so you would have a destination, um, that you know, is reasonably, like, you'd have some guns there, you'd have some food and stuff there, like, something. So you could at least start with a bit of a base. What, what do you think of that thought, man? Because that thought's just flickered through my head just Yeah, now. that's great if you've got tons of excess money that <laughs> you can sink yeah. into that sort of shit. I, I no, I, I can't. Because, as you say, yeah, maybe, like, oh, shit, if something could go in 10 years, but what if you're paying that property and keeping all that shit for, like, Forty years, thirty years, like but it's it could a lot still, of money. but it could still be somewhere that you could go to. So it'd be the same as having like a, um, same as having like a, a getaway place, but it would be smaller, and it would be more designed in, in case. You know what? Of, I'm, you know, I guess the problem for me is I'm not a planner, Dave. I'll, right. I wing it. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll enjoy the adventure of winging it when shit hits sure, the fan. I'll sure. be like, I'll figure something out. Sure. What would your first move be? Like I used to have this conversation with one of my friends at work, um, uh, a great guy, James. And we, you know, if you're at work and you look out the window in in middle of CBD Sydney, you see zombies walking them down the middle of the street. What's your first fucking move? Like, let's assume you're working in Hornsby as you are. What's your first move if you if you see zombies walking through the store? You know, what's your first fucking move? You're at work in the uh... store. Well, is to get here first. Oh, yeah, to home. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and and from there I'll <laughs> check with the family and all that sort of stuff. And obviously, what you want to do then is get to and uh, get out of densely populated. Yes, yes. Um, uh, areas and stuff. Um, yeah. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I, I honestly, I probably wouldn't leave straight away. Right, bunker down. Um, bunker I'd, down. I'd, I'd wait for well, I'd, yeah, I'd wait for the other people to because everyone's going to be scrambling. Yeah, yeah, I know. So That's the be, road, be, congested be, roads. Fucking, yeah, congestion is going to be part. You know what I mean? Like everyone's going to be probably yeah. Um, and that and guess what? That's going to attract the, the the zombies anyway. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> what if it's not zombies? What if it's an actual attack? What if it's an actual physical, like realistic attack by like a rogue nation? You know. And you you know you, you're in Hornsby and you know that you know that there's flashpoints around the city and stuff like shit's I, going that would, down. That wouldn't that wouldn't happen, Dave. They would they would have to hit the they would have to hit the the, the army bases and and military bases sure. at first, though. Yeah. So yeah. that would that that wouldn't happen at first. I would. The advantage you've got is you are close to home where you are. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not in the city. No, I know. No, yeah, you've I got know. that advantage. I agree. You, 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 but for you to get from... Because for you, you've got to go public transport to the city, so you're kind of fucked. Yeah, uh, I know. I know. Getting, I agree. getting out of there. Yeah, getting out of there is a real fucking hassle. Um, but luckily, I'm only in there a couple of days, a week now. So I'm just as likely to be here. You know, if you think about yeah, it, and, yeah, and but that's good because as I said like they're not going to they're not going to hit the burbs first. You know what no. I mean? They're going to mm. they're, they're going to hit the, again the cities, the the military. Like it's mm. as I say, it's not it's not that I'm going to invade horns. Like, dude, I'm going to get the, like the suburb I live in. I'm going to get like one of those fire axes, I reckon, because okay, you might not be able to have like a a gun. You know, it's hard to get a license for a gun here if you're not like a bodyguard or something. But they can't stop you having an axe. You know what I mean? Like some weaponry. 
kind of thing. So if shit went down, you've actually got an axe. Like, why not? Seems like a decent idea to me. Like, uh, it's I something. think a, I think a knife would be better. Okay. Well, I can get a knife. I've got knives, but I could get a proper knife. Anyway, I've been thinking yeah, about it. But, but I'm just saying, I, I think a knife would be better because one, it's easier to carry. Yeah. It's easier to, it's quicker to attack with than trying to swing a heavy. Mm. I mean, unless you're going for the, the, the one handed, maybe like hatchet type of thing and all that, I wouldn't go for like a big axe. No. <laughs> Am I thinking about it too much? I've overthought it. I probably. Think. Probably. <laughs> Blame Chuck Dixon with his unprepped comic because it spun my head into a different direction. Um, yeah, but it's unprepped, not prepped. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I, but I saw unprepped and I was like, yeah, I am unprepped. Yeah. Well, that's me. I'm fine with it. I can yeah. live with it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm okay with it. Like, you know, um, but like, you know, I, I would like to survive if possible, um, you but know, the, with Michelle and Dave, stuff. As I said, like, as I said, if you live in an area where shit happens, I mm. understand being prepared, but I'm not going to live my life. Yeah, but you know, you, for you, you, some magical what if. But you know what got me? The, the people in Ukraine were living lives where they thought that they were. A lot of those people were just doing nine to five. They were doing what we do, Rich. They were pretty westernized. No, no, you know? no, no, no. That that's completely different, Dave. If you mm. if you if you're living in Ukraine and you think that Russia's got no, no, I know you're in the shadow of Russia. No, you know, yeah, that that hasn't been trying to take you for years. Well, mm. that, that's a completely like as I said, China's no eyes on Australia. Like, if they're going to take Australia, it's going to be dead last because yeah. there's no strategic. No offense, but there's no strategic, no, strategic yeah. value to Australia. Well, resources so. is their only thing. Resources, you know. Yeah, but again, they're going to get that in Asia. Like, you know, you, you're going to take Asia first. You're going to take all of Asia before you mm. worry about Australia. Yeah. All right. We'll move on. But great stuff. Great chatting. It was great to get the thoughts. I was bouncing around in my head earlier today, and I was just like, man, I can't wait to go and seek and discuss it with Rich. Um, now, we have a confirmation. Recall last week... We were talking about G.I. Joe and Spirit. And, you know, I'm a big Spirit fan, the Native American character with his eagle freedom. Um, and we were mentioning Taboo, the rapper from the Black Eyed Peas. Uh, it is confirmed Taboo is a massive Spirit fan, as I prophesized. And, in fact, he introduced Spirit's figure, classified figure, in the Hasbro G.I. Joe presentation shortly before rapping about the Native American plight. So there you go, Rich. Uh, I was correct. Taboo is a massive spirit I didn't, say, I didn't say you weren't. I just said don't assume just because. Well, you were putting plenty of speculation out there. You know what I mean? Like, As uh, I said, I think he, but I'm not going to assume that he is just because he's Native American. Well, sure, but, uh, but I, I, I said considering. Well, I'm not to say that he's not a fan, but maybe that's not his, you know, maybe that's not his favorite character. Maybe well, turns out it or, is. or Snake Eyes. Turns well, out it is. Is a lot turns out it is, though. That's, turns out I was right. I tell you what, it's a good feeling when you're right. You know what I mean? Like, it's a lot better to be right than wrong, I've always said. You know, because I get a satisfaction. You know what I mean, Richard? And I do revel in that, would you agree? Like, when I'm oh, right? Yeah. yeah. I do I do revel in it. It's quite creative, actually. What did you say? Creative. <laughs> Um, now, we had an email from Michael Kellishim. Hey, Michael. Um, he's has some news. So he says, Lois, bring in the news. I'm sure we've actually got some more stuff about Ezra Miller. Um, and we'll get, we'll get into that. Um, Ezra Miller's arrest. He says, but have you realised he's actually more entertaining for the show than Cryborg? And I agree. I think Ezra Miller has given us... He just continues to give us great, uh, you know, um, material week after week. 
It's amazing. He, he's far well, more I mean, entertaining than he is as an actor. You know, just binging. This guy's like fucking um, uh, breaking the law, trying to form a cult. Um, you know, I mean, yeah, all, all Cryborg was doing was, was crying and bitching and moaning, but Ezra's like, he's off the reservation, you know what I mean? Yeah, he's I love fucking it. I love it. Freeballing it. I love it, yeah. Cry, Cryborg has got nothing on Ezra Miller. Uh, now, according uh, to Michael, IDW announces new shows for multiple platforms. No opinion on the content, but the one for the rivers stands out because it's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> three ordinary weirdos and one recurring dream. I think it's apparently these people are having a recurring dream together or something. Uh, the Strange Adventures HBO Max show has been killed. I didn't know they were making one, but apparently Kevin Smith was involved, so it's better they aborted this one rather than let it see the light of day. My opinion of Kevin Smith is even lower than his opinion of Jason Aaron. Ouch. Um, uh, as of Wednesday, oh, yeah, so he's saying as of Wednesday he's going to be caught up in his signal shows for the last week and a half. I've heard nothing but the glorious nasal tones of Dave Finn all day long. Ooh. Yes, there you go. Um, that's, a, that's a backhanded compliment. Well, I'll take it. Oh, I'm well aware I've got a nasal uh, voice. Uh, you, know, it, you know, for me to say that my voice isn't nasal, I would have yeah, to. Yeah, but just because, someone, let's say, just because someone knows they're ugly, it doesn't mean you have to keep telling them that they're ugly. Sure. <laughs> luckily, luckily, I'm not ugly, Richard, and no one's saying that. So you know, um, and he says, "Oh, he's got oh that, that that's right. This is why I'm reading this out um, in such with such joy." He has a correction, and it's one of your mistakes, Rich. Um, a few a few shows ago, Richard went off on Salvador La Roca for being a tracer. I, I, I vaguely remember this, and cited his Tommy Lee Jones slash Norman Osborne drawing. That was actually Mike Diodato Jr. in the Dark Rain slash Thunderbolts run he did with Warren Ellis and Bendis. Um, tisk. Uh, I mean, okay, wrong example, but I'm still right about about him though. <laughs> so I'm still right about him being a tracer. I just used the wrong example because it looks so much like his. Kid. So I apologize for, for for giving that to him, but I'm still right in that he's a shit artist. <laughs> That's funny. Um, he says, Richard, uh, Diodato, LaRocca and Greg Land get accused of tracing, but I'd rather see their trace done than the current Marvel House style. At least they're good tracers. Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, jeez, I mean. I agree with that. that way. I, I agree like, with that. It's like, you know, yeah, but I mean, it's like saying I'd rather drink the, 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 the water that's been con- contaminated with piss instead of shit. Like, it's still... <laughs> It's it's not it's not good either way. <laughs> Did Nick Regland? I I think in the nineties he drew Birds of Prey, which I enjoyed twenty years ago. Um, no, but I the artists started off fine. Yeah, yeah, and, and they started off as proper artists. It's just that they've just gotten lazier and lazier and and mm. lazier to the point where. They are literally just photoshopping and tracing work now, and I can't read it. I'm sorry. I don't care if it's if it looks mm. uh, quote unquote better than the the the, the Tumblr art that's in uh, like yeah. you know at least I can look at that and say geez you have no talent whatever. But these guys mm. clearly have talent, but they are fucking lazy, and I can't I can't cutting corners. I can't look at it. It, it, it annoys me. Yeah, fair enough, man. Um, yeah, look, I'm not going to defend it that heavily. I'm not even. I, I, I know Greg Land's art. Um, I think he got a bit of heat. I think it's him because apparently, allegedly, um, he used to draw pictures from centerfolds, 
and would so oh it, as, yeah. as illustrated uh, yeah. folds anything with a woman posing basically yeah. i mean surprise surprise i enjoyed it but um that probably, <laughs> that probably says more about me and my taste than than the audience needs to know about um and then he says by the way chuckle uh, i think i think the audience got enough of your taste in women in the last mm. show dude what happened i don't remember what, why what what was oh that's right yeah with the whore that got passed around <laughs> yeah that's right yeah and I, <laughs> I was getting aroused um yeah she was a massive whore i will say that for her she was an like she was unabashed frankly you know like i guess she wasn't charging she was giving it away for free um, so I don't know if that's better or worse. Um, he says, by the way, Chuckles, great G.I. Joe or greatest G.I. Joe. Well, you'll be happy to know, Michael, next week we are doing the G.I. Joe IDW Collection Volume 2, which amongst other things such as more of Chuck Dixon stuff, it's got the origins issues of Baroness. It also has the beginnings, I believe, of that Chuckles storyline. Um, which is where Chuckles goes undercover. And Chuckles was in that uh, recent G.I. Joe movie we watched, Rich, the 87 one, remember? He was one of the um, sergeants. He spoke a word of dialogue, though. He may have said something, but but it's the same guy with the Hawaiian shirt and all that stuff, and he goes undercover mm-hmm. with Cobra. Yeah. Um, so pretty cool. So a lot of lot of lot of data and great stuff from um great stuff. And he also emailed me um Michael and said apparently Frank Miller's suing over artwork gifted or loaned from nineteen eighty six. And um he says if he really treated it as a loan, he would not have waited three and a half decades to ask for it. I call BS on Frank Miller's claim. That is a long time to wait to sue someone. If I if uh, you know, I, I should sue Dion for fucking taking my copy of prototype and selling it. That cost me $55 or $50 when I bought Prototype 1 and 2 on the Xbox One. You know what I mean? Like, he, I loaned him Prototype. Oh, look into he's, that, Dave. Sold it. Go, go, speak to them, go speak to some solicitors. You know, <laughs> see, see, see what your, your avenues are, your options. I'd rather just break his legs, frankly. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather go the Sinatra route. Like, I don't really need to tie up the core process. Uh, take out a bit of street justice on the little guy. It's much more enticing, but anyway... I don't know. That um, yeah. feels like a, that feels like a, a you know you, you enjoy it and then it's over. But him paying you for the rest of his life because he owes you millions, just you know, it yeah. seems better. Well, yeah. Um, it's like when Sting he sued he he got apparently someone thieved off Sting some accountant or something thieved off like millions of pounds. It took Sting years to even notice because he's so rich. <laughs> yeah. it was, it was oh, that, that's why the accountants like uh, you know obviously target rich people because yeah. you know a couple of cents here a couple of cents there exactly a dollar there a dollar like they're not gonna fucking notice when no. they're getting like millions of dollars yeah. moved around and all that they don't notice like 10 bucks missing every now and again no very true rich um now i do want to say margaret weiss and tracy hickman uh, the famous Dragonlance authors, amongst other things, and she is a lovely woman. I chat to her on Facebook. Um, she has a new book out with Tracy Hickman, um, new Dragonlance book, Dragons of Deceit, and you can get signed copies, I believe, from her website. Um, it's having a full release. So it's the first Dragonlance book in about 10 years. So, mm. I mean, you're a big uh, – you've, you've actually read quite a bit of Margaret Weiss and uh, Tracy Hickman stuff, haven't you? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the Dragonlance stuff I've, I've dipped into every now and Mm. again, but, uh, the, uh, Deathgate cycle. Oh yeah. Um, that, and I really enjoy that. Obviously I, I like, uh, um, uh, uh, Weiss's, um, uh, Star of the Guardian. Oh yeah. That was um, good. 
that was really good. Is, um, yeah, yeah, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy it. Yeah, no, she's um, yeah, and she's a lovely person too. When you chat her on Facebook, she's really friendly and nice and stuff. So that it's it's always nice when someone whose work you admire so much and you chat to them and you're like, oh, you're just a sweetheart, like you know, along with all the talent. Now, Richard, I'd forgotten about the controversy of this week. Um, Prey came yeah. out, so Prey is the new Predator. I guess you would call it a prequel. Uh, where basically it's a very simple um, concept for the for the movie. I want to say it's roughly 1700s, Rich, would you agree? I think it's 1700s. Um, a Comanche tribe, um, the lead character is a girl in the tribe, and basically she's she wants to take part in like the official hunt to become like the official hunter or something, and her brother's like the super hunter of the group. I'm not sure if he's the leader of the tribe, but he's definitely the most prominent hunter. Anyway, I mean, surprise, surprise, a predator comes and then, you know, it's it's cat and mouse game. It knocks off most of the, you know, I guess you'd call them braves. And, um, you know, through a series of near escapes and stuff, she manages to eventually uh, actually kill it, doesn't she? I think. Yeah, she gets it to sort of blow itself up. Um, and it was a very... Uh, um, it's an elegantly simple movie, I thought. I, I enjoyed it. I know Rich is going to have a different opinion. I, I, Michelle and I, I enjoyed it. I had quite a lot of hype on it. Um, I particularly liked the fact that this Predator was kind of rawer and more brutal and liked to just throw down in fights against, like, bears and hand-to-hand combat. Like, this, this is a Predator that really liked to rumble, um, and I enjoyed that. Um, now, I know it's had mixed reviews from some people very foolishly saying it's better than Predator 1, which it's not, um, to people hating it. So it's it's had reviews right across the scale, whereas I I, I, I genuinely enjoyed it. I, Michelle and I were talking about it afterwards. We both kind of gave it eights. Now, I could be argued to a 7.5, but I'm in that region. But, Rich, I know just judging by your communication when you were watching it, you had a different opinion. What's your vibe on the whole thing? Oh, man, it's... Maximum five out of ten. Mm. Um, like it's it's fine. I mean, the gore's fine. You know, um, the CGI is not great. Those animals looked a little cheap in the CGI department. Mm. Um, you could definitely tell that. Well, like the bears and stuff. Yeah, the bears and all that. Like they didn't look. Oh, so great. they're not real um, bears. No, of course not, man. That's all CGI. I animals. was thinking, how do they get bears to do all that stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> look, I, I, I honestly, as a Predator movie, I was really disappointed in this um, uh, because one, I don't want to see the. Uh, I think I, I, I text, I, I messaged you um, mm. when I got to the part where the uh, the Predator has got a shield and he's in this burnt forest area and he's like fighting thirty Frenchmen. And and he's just like going to town like he's Steve Rogers and I and I message you saying they should have called this movie, um, uh, Captain Predator the the first hunter because right. that's not what I watch a Predator movie I don't watch a Predator to see him wade into what's wrong with that thirty guys um what because the Predator is not he's not um some supernatural beast right if you look at Predator one and two when the mm. Predator is injured he has to stop. Take out his med kit. Yeah, he he's got to sew, himself or something. Yeah. He's got to sew the wound up just like any normal creature mm. who's not immortal or fucking, you know, Jason Voorhees. 
they've got to stop and they've got to they've got to heal they've got to they've got to stop the bleeding all that sort of shit and this guy is just getting he's getting slashed he's getting shot and he's just shrugging it off like oh i'm fucking you know I, i'm a serial killer i'm a slasher killer i don't feel pain i'm a monster it's like mm. no he, they're not a monster they are an actual alien but I, I thought this guy got a bit of he got a bit of punishment through the thing. People were constantly he hacking got tons and slashing. Of punishment, but he never, ever, but it didn't phase him. It, oh, I see. He was more like a Wolverine. Like no it was more like he was a Wolverine kind of thing, is what you're saying? Yeah, it's yeah. like yeah, he's just going to town, getting like beat. Like the wolf takes a chunk out of him, the bear takes a chunk, and he gets shot by these guys. But do they like, have some sort like of? Do they have some sort of regenerative thing? Because I thought they must have. No, again, no. Well, yeah. maybe they can heal a bit faster, but they, but. All the predators before have had to suture themselves up. They've had to stop the bleeding. I remember there was now, one maybe, scene where he did that, though. I recall there being one scene where no, he. There's, there's two. No, in both Predator One and Two. No, I'm talking that. about. I'm talking Prey. There is a scene where, because you are right, he does get hacked and slashed a bit more than I expected. There was a scene where he did something like injected himself or did something with some green liquid. I thought. Yeah. As I said, but it's I didn't I didn't like one I don't like the look of this predator. I think it looks stupid compared to like the original predators. Is that the skull um, thing that he's got on? Because well, even not even when even when the skull comes off, the face is completely different. Um, and by the way, the predator movies have struggled with he, with the face since Predator One. Um, they the the predators' faces have gotten worse in in all the movies. Mm. Right? They've 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 just, they've lost the plot of what makes the predators mandible so cool and functional and. They, they they try and make it bigger and wider as possible, and it just looks. I hate it. I hate it. I'd want it to look like Predator One. Right. But the biggest thing I have with this movie is that it's boring. Mm. It's a really boring movie. It doesn't push any of the Predator lore or anything forward. It doesn't add anything. To, well, it you know, sort of the, did though, because it it showed to me that he was kind of like more rare, like more raw. And he was kind of more basic, like he didn't have the cannon on the top of his shoulder. He had it's fired those metal bolts instead, and like he, yeah, he which is you know. which is stupid. This is stupid. You're talking about a, you're talking about a race that in a fucking spaceship. Why why all of a sudden are they just like more primitive? But well, they still got a spaceship. Maybe I was. Thinking- and also, by the way, mm. how fucking stupid is this predator? Right. Mm. So whenever he fires the fucking darts from his wrist, yeah, they go where the tracker is pointing. So yeah. why do you keep shooting at the people if you know that it goes directly where your tracker's pointing? What do you mean? Like, why are you looking? So when he has the three red dots, right? Mm, yeah. Like, when his helmet came off mm. and it was pointing towards the tree, mm. he kept shooting at the guy and the bolts kept whizzing around and hitting the tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you know how your equipment works, why are you doing that? Yeah, I was confused by that as well. I, I had, that had to be explained to me, Bubba. Show what, what even. And that's how she ends him. up killing. And I'm like, how stupid is this? So what, what that she did was. So what she did was, and this, I was struggling here. So she got hold of the skull. She pointed it back at him. He then fired at her, but because the skull was aimed at him, it came back and hit him. Around and, and hit him in the back yeah. of the head, and I'm just like, oh. that's basically just not knowing your own equipment, like. You know, if that's the case, when when your skull gets taken off you, you don't use those things. You go hand exactly. to hand. Exactly. Yeah. That's my point. Can I – there is one trope I'm getting really sick and tired of in movies mm. now, right? I am tired of the, oh, I'm a woman. All the men hate me. Uh, they don't acknowledge me. They treat me like shit. I'm really tired of this trope in movies. I don't understand why mm. she couldn't have been – 
a respected, like let's say medicine woman, right? Or even Hunter, but let's say she's a medicine woman because she's really good with the medicine, right? Mm -hmm. she, she, she saves that guy's life when he's mauled by the thing yeah, and all yeah. that. So why can't she be a respected medicine woman who goes out with the tribe to look for lost braves and she keeps them alive while they get, and while they are doing something, you know, the predator comes along, kills everyone else, and she has to use her smarts and her understanding of the, the, the areas and, and medicine and all that to beat him. Mm. Why, why can't you do that? Why does it have to be the whole, oh, well, these just, men are terrible, they treat me script. like shit. Ooh, ooh, ooh. It's just a slightly no, different but script. It's the, same, it's the same movie, man. I'm tired of this. Oh, patriarchy, fucking feminism, bullshit. They all, and I guarantee you that I guarantee you an Indian tribe wouldn't have treated it like that. Like, honestly, well, I that's no a idea. very but, 20th century. But, dude, there's constantly that thing in those kind of movies. There's, whether it's male or female, there's but that's always. My point. I'm, there's always someone I'm who's trying to prove. Yeah, I get it. But there's always someone trying to prove that they're the hunter and capable hunter, blah, blah, blah. That's in every single hunting fucking movie ever kind of thing. You know but, you know what I mean? Like, it's constantly played. I, I get it, but I, I wish they would have done something a bit different. Like, I just wish, hey, why yeah. don't you fucking be brave and actually do something a bit different? And the mm. other two things that annoyed me in the movie is the line that they, they kept making references to the first movie. Well, they say, the if it bleeds, we can kill it. Yeah, now... Arnold said that line when she said, I saw it bleed. When you fight in the thing, I saw blood. And then he goes, well, if it bleeds, we can kill it. She just says, we've got to hunt it. And he goes, well, if it bleeds, we can kill it. You haven't seen it bleed. You don't know if it can bleed. No, I think, it, I, think, I think it had bled. I think it had. I no, th there no? was no exchange of them saying it bleeds or anything like that. She was just saying it's dangerous. Well, we've got to go kill it. They're, goes, just, they're bleed, just recapping it. like, classic well, lines, man. They're just, it's but just my point is, story. understand why the line matters and how it's used. But it's just the member berry, as they say, Rich. You know what I mean? And then it's she even like, has her Arnold moment where she's doing, come on, do it. Do it. I was like, really? You're, fucking, you're just going to copy the Arnold like, line? Well, of course of they are a little bit. Like, part it. of that is just the... No, do your own thing, man. Do your own thing. Yeah, but, like, I know, but like, they're it's... in the shadow of that original movie, so they've got to do well, a little bit of... Well, that's why you should be your own thing. Stop doing that fan service bullshit that's out of place and is so obtrusive to me. Like, it's I hate that because I'm just like, no, you're not using it correctly. But it wasn't like, that, stop like, it. that stop bad. It. it wasn't that bad, man. I mean, like... they even used the possum. They even had a possum in there that scared them, which was from the first movie as well, where they were scared by a possum in the bush. Mm. Like, how much are you going to borrow from the first movie to repeat in this movie? Yeah, but it's quite similar concept though. Like the concept of the predator hunting a party is pretty similar in both movies. So there is a lot of similarities. Oh, what, you've got to use exactly the same dialogue, the same lines, the same scenarios, the same situation. No, but that's just the lack of imagination. That's just the lack of imagination. Yeah, but that's my point. Writer. I think this whole thing is this whole fucking movie is a lack of imagination. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I enjoyed it, um, but I will say this: I, I think people are fucking high on like a mixture of coke, speed, and marijuana if they're thinking it's better than Predator One. They are fucking loaded because it's not better than Predator I'll say One. This, no, it's it's probably I would put it as maybe the fourth fourth best like worst Predator movie. You know what I mean? Like mm. one, two for sure is yeah. the best. Yeah, like one and two. Mm. Um, I, I I know you would disagree with me, but I put Predators over this. Yeah. Um, in terms of the story, then I would probably go maybe Alien vs Predator mm -hmm. if I was going to include the AVPs. I generally include the AVPs, but if I did, I would still put the first AVP above this movie, and then I would put this movie. Yeah. Then Predator uh, AVP then Requiem. Requiem, and then that fucking shit, fucking the Predators movie. Yeah. But you know the other thing that annoyed me is. Again, 
she, what was the hell? What was the ninjutsu shit that she was doing? Like dancing on trays and stuff. Hacking and slashing. Yeah, she's doing backflips and shit. She's hacking and slashing the the. And I thought to myself, you know what? When the predator challenged, massively built. Super Commando Arnold Schwarzenegger to a one-on-one fight. He got his ass handed to him. He didn't even land a fucking blow on the Predator because the Predator's in power. And she's jumping around like a fucking Indian ninja. Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, I mean, she was a bit of a ninja, man. What can you, you know, that was her skill set. Yeah, because the Native Americans are known for being ninjas. Oh, well, they can be pretty quick around the traps. You know, that she, no, mate, she was doing ninjutsu shit, man. No, but she was doing well, my point shit, is, my on. point is, like, you think about it like a fighter. She was lean and fast. That was her. Mate, that was she's her. She's never been in a fight in her life. Yeah, no, but I'm saying, but in terms of a skill set, her biggest bonus was her, her leanness and how quick she was. It wasn't muscle. So it was all, like, she did I, a few. I, I, I completely disagree with that. <laughs> but but, but <laughs> that was the character, I'm saying. I'm just saying that was it. So, of course, when they do a fight scene, they're going to lean on that she's quick and she can do quick little shit moves. Like, that's the thing. It's not believable that she could go toe-to-toe in, like, a I punching mean, I'm fight. I'm trying to remember now if, if the Predator actually even landed a blow on her. I think he did land a couple, but he did. I don't even think he did. I think he did. He No, he did. There was a couple of blows late, late in the He beat the shit out of... I agree. He did. He beat the shit out of Dutch. Yeah, no, he did. You're right. You're right. In fact, um, uh, I'm sorry. Like, I, I, I can't say it's a terrible movie. You know, I mean, again, it's, 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 it's a fine movie. It's not like, oh my god, I hate it. It's such a bad movie. I just think it's a very mediocre Predator movie. That's, that's what it comes down to. I think it's a five out of ten. Yeah. There's better Predator movies than this. This one didn't do anything for me. I don't think it. I don't think it added anything. I I think it was just a, almost a throwaway movie that doesn't really add anything to the What mythos. What about um, my rankings, by the way, a Predator 1 by a mile, then Predator 2 sitting on probably an 8.5. Uh, I'm going to give this a 7.5, and I'd give Predators a 6.5, um, and then, you know, the rest, with with the Predator being like a 2 out of 10. Um but I one thing I will say is it wasn't as ambitious as I was hoping. It was quite a simple movie. Um, and what about the scene with the with the gun, which is the gun that the ancient predator has in Predator Two? Did you like that? The revolver. Mm, I mean, but then, I mean, okay, sure. I mean, I get it, but I mean. Mm. Well, it was just a bit of an Easter egg. But that's not the same predator, so I mean, I don't know. Like, no, but but like he he had the gun and she got it back and then so sometime between prey and predator 2 the predators have come back and got the gun off the tribe because he had the gun at the end in predator 2 the ancient predator remember i believe i'm correct in saying that no didn't you just give a musket what I are you talking know. about there was a gun there was, you know the gun i'm talking about <laughs> you know like you know the gun you're, talking, you're just talking about the musket you're just talking about the musket gun Okay, yeah, but like what I'm saying is that could have been got from anyone. No, but it was the same gun. No, mate, yeah, it was. The guns look the same. They were no, all made in the same specifications. Dude, dude it mean? was the same gun, man. That was the I've seen that mentioned on Facebook. That was the same gun, dude. That was the Easter oh, egg. I don't think. So. No, no, dude, that, no, I don't know. 
That was the East Euro, man. I'm, te- I'm telling you I'm right, man. I'm t- I'm 100%. Ray backed me yeah, up well, on this. Considering how, considering how mediocre this movie is, you probably are right. Yeah, so I'm, what I'm saying is that gun that she had at the end, that gun reverts back to the Predators at some point before Predator 2 because the ancient Predator okay. gave it, I believe, to Danny Glover at the end of Predator 2, if my memory serves. That, that gun is the same gun that she had. And, in fact, I've seen it on Facebook, dude. It, the actual inscription and everything's are all the same on it. it. Was It was literally like an Easter egg for the for the fans. You know, it was like a sort of – it was a member berry, basically. So, I mean, it wasn't that great, but some people were loving it. I was – I mean, I didn't – I wouldn't have even been aware of it if I hadn't read the Facebook thing, but – um. Some people, some people online just love everything. Like that's all it takes. They're like a oh, ten out of ten. <laughs> you know, like, oh, look, I mean, shit. Look, look. I'm not going to make someone feel bad if if they like this movie, mm. right? But don't, yeah, don't don't tell me that this is the best movie. This is the best Predator movie since oh. the first one. No. Or, or some no, fucking I'm clowns sorry. out there. There were some clowns who were saying this is better than Predator One. These people are fucking morons. Those, those people are, are brain dead. But they, they're, but they're high, man. But even the people that say, "Oh, it's the best Predator since the first one," no, you're wrong. You're you're yeah, wrong. I, I think it's I, I think it's not as good as Predator Two. Um, it's also a lot less ambitious than Predator Two. I mean, my final score is going to be a seven point five out of ten. So I quite well, enjoyed it. Put it this way: another reason why I downrank it and say it's a very mediocre Predator movie, right? Mm. Is that and I'm, even the Predators kind of did this, right? Mm. Whether you like it or not. But all the Predator movies have introduced new law mm. and expanded the, the, the Predator sort of mythos, right? Sure. So the first movie, we just have the Predator. Yeah. Okay? Bang, awesome. That's it. Second movie, you, you learn more that there's a, there's a tribe of them, that there's yeah. other hunters, there's elders, that you got to see the spaceship, you got to see that, oh, they go to different planets, they, they, they you know, it, it's all about the trophies and all that sort of mm. shit, you know what I mean? And that they, that they respect honour and, 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 and great warriors, right? Which mm. is why they give uh, Glover the, the thing and they take away the body, right? So again, that adds law, it adds to it. And then even predator, the uh, Predators... Mm. is saying, well, this is what they do for training. They have, like, basically a reservation where they, you know... Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I like that. I and, like that, yeah. No, but I'm just saying, it gets... In, and then it also introduced that there's two tribes. That there's two tribes that maybe almost like, you know, just like just like maybe like Native Americans, how you've got different tribes that have different ways of life or different, and they don't quite see eye to eye, you know what I mean? That sure. They can squabble them out. And that at least added... And even, even though it was shit, at least the Predators tried to introduce... Some more law, some more it backstory, sucked, even though it was shit. No, 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 no. But I'm saying they got it wrong. It's, it's it was shit. But at least they tried. This movie doesn't do any of that. This yeah. movie is just about the main character, the, the main character, and that's it. It's not interested. Yeah, in it's not ambitious. Any of the predator law forward in any way? Because dude, they're just trying to soft reboot the property and make it sort of wash the stink off the predator and just try to sort of bring it back a bit. And they're trying to keep it simple and very elegantly well, simple. I'll be honest with you. I feel like, look, the 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 Predator is is the only like really bad movie. Yeah. Right. There's some that have been a little bit disappointing. You know, maybe didn't live up to what they could have been, but they weren't as bad as the Predator. So there's only been really been one like super bad. 
yeah. Predator movie, and that's the Predator. But it was the so, last you know, one. I mean, it was the last one, so that's the problem. Yeah, and that is bombed. true. But I'm, but but you know, I I think they've made more enjoyable ones than bad ones. I mean, at least you yeah. get some enjoyment. I agree. I, I totally agree. I mean, I, I I think the first one is almost a perfect movie, and every single one since then oh. has had its oh. flaws. You know. Yeah, the the first Predator is oh Jesus Christ! It's like one of the best movies ever made. Yeah, it's incredible. It's a, it's an incredible movie, and um, they've forever been in the shadow of that movie. Um, now Disney announced that the Predator prequel is the most popular Hulu Hulu premiere of all time, breaking Hulu's records for the most watched premiere for a single release, beating every other Hulu film and TV series. Um, so it's been popular for them. Um, was a bit of a, a you know a boon for them. It was on Disney Plus here in Australia. Um, mm. So you know that's a that's a big thing. Now Paper Girls, um, we have watched the last the episode of the first season. Excellent first season. I'm giving an 8.5 out of 10. Excellent first season. Don't listen to Richard, uh, listeners. Check Paper Girls out. It really is a good show. And, Richard, I think you would actually enjoy it if you watched it. No, I'll stick to The Strain, thanks. The Strain. The Strain's good too. Um, Sandman I haven't got around to watching yet. Um, have you seen any of Sandman, Rich? No, I didn't even know it was out. Yeah, no, it's, it just came out this week. I am going to watch it, um, but I just ha- I've just i heard it's gotten very good reviews, um, but I am going to judge it for myself. I'm obviously a massive fan of the original series. Um, absolutely loved it. Uh, own it in about th- three different formats. I, I had the omnibuses, the deluxe hardcover editions, and digitally. Um, now, this was funny. Peter Jackson was potentially going to be involved in a Rings of Power series, but Amazon never followed up with him, apparently over rights issues. And he then said, uh, you know, and he was like, that's fine. Like, you know, he he said, like, well, before you ask me if I want to be involved in this, I need to look at a script. And they just never provided him with scripts or did anything. Apparently the Tolkien estate was quite sort of ambivalent about showing him anything. And apparently he was saying that, like, he wished he could have experienced the Lord of the Rings movies with a fresh mind rather than someone who'd been working on them for, you know, X many years. And he said he seriously considered hypnotherapy to forget about the making of the movie so he could watch them. That's pretty interesting. I mean, that's understandable. I mean, that movie took, what, three years, I think? At least, plus Um, post. Oh, just just over the filming, let, let alone, yeah. I mean, I'm just talking about on location filming all mm. that, and then there's still the, the, the special effects, the editing. So, mm. I mean, for him sitting there watching it, all it would do is just bring back, oh, yes, I remember the problems we had with that shot. And, yeah. Oh, you know what I mean? So it'd be very hard to just sit there and enjoy it because you're always going to be reminded of the work that we need, especially something like that. You know, it's yeah. not like a movie you made in like three weeks. No. Oh, no. You know sure. what I mean? Yeah. This, this is a movie that took you over three years of your life to make. So it's going to be very hard to just sit there and like sit your brain off and watch it. So I, I can understand that. Not totally. Um, now, breaking news, Editor Miller uh, has reportedly been driving armed and wearing a bulletproof vest, paranoid that he's being followed. Uh, he has also been charged with felony burglary in Stamford, uh, Vermont, according to a Vermont State Police report. Uh, and as Ezra Miller's controversial behaviour continues which is now resulting in a charge. Uh, Warner Brothers is reportedly looking at three different options regarding the Flash movie, including, as a last resort, scrapping the movie entirely. The other two options revolved around minimal publicity for the movie and very minimal involvement from him in the publicity. Um, Surely they'll put the movie out there, but at this point they've sunk so much money into it and they're trying to reboot the fucking, you know, use it to sort of reboot the 
the the film the DC universe. So, what do you think, Rich? What do you, what do you think they'll oh, do? God, it's it's hard to know because I mean, yeah, they could put that movie out, but it could literally make almost no money whatsoever. Yeah. Um, because maybe just everyone's like, I'm not going to go watch Ezra Miller. He's a he's a weirdo. He's he's a clown. He's a, you know. Um, because you know, we're not just talking about a guy that got busted doing drugs. Yeah, you know what I mean. Or, or I mean, the, the shit that he's been accused of doing is yeah. pretty. It's pretty despicable. You oh, know what I mean? Sure, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's not just a. It's not just a. Oh, it's a DUI, or oh, you got you got caught with drugs, or a prostitute. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, other actors. Have, but this is this is beyond that. This is like schizophrenic, uh, paranoia, cult. Mm. Um, crazy behavior. So yeah, uh, there's drugs, it's, there's it's guns, really there's all sorts of stuff. There's alleged oh, there's grooming. Stuff yeah, there's there's yeah, there's like, lots of allegations, man. Yeah, I mean that that could that could really turn off a lot of people. So I mean, yeah. it's really hard to say, man. It's really hard to say. Um, he sucks look, as well. You may still get people to go into it because Michael Keaton's in it. You know, I well, mean, I think still, that's their biggest draw card. You know, I right mean, now. I was going to say if if you are going to advertise the movie, I would. Really marketed around uh, mm. Michael Keaton and almost not even mention the Flash movie you know I mean? like, starring Michael Keaton. No, no, don't even show his face. Just like show the Flash. Yeah, you know, um, uh, with the mask on. Don't show any Ezra Miller. Just show Michael Keaton, Ben Affleck, whoever whoever else is in the movie except Ezra Miller. Just just market it around them because yeah. eh, I don't know, man. It, oh. I it's crazy. What, what's hilarious as well is on top of all of this, he has sucked as the Flash. <laughs> That's that makes it even more amusing to me. Like this is it's not like we're defending a great performer here. He has sucked. That is true. He his Flash sucked. has been pretty mad. Yeah, he's he's sucked and he's caused all these problems. Now, Warner Brothers Discovery plans to dramatically increase the HBO Max budget. Um, despite rumours that HBO Max will be scaling back its streaming content, Warner Brothers Discovery's head exec insists the service will increase its spending. Um, this is counter to some of the uh, news that's been coming out. There's been a lot of news in this. We've got more on it. Uh, breaking also, Warner Brothers reported looking at Henry Cavill for Superman's return to the DCEU, which would tie into this guy's whole approach of trying to rebrand it and refocus it and uh, the way he's talking, it would, but it seems like we've heard this rumor about Henry Cavill many times, you know, since. Look, as I said, like, I, I just, you know what? Um, look, I know, I know, everyone loves Henry Cavill. Yeah, he got screwed over, but if you're gonna, if you're going to rebrand, rebrand, mm. okay? You can't, you can't do, you can't new 52 it, okay? You either gotta like reboot it, right? Mm. And you basically say, uh, you know, going forward, we got the Shazam, we got the Black Adam, and we're going to build from there, and we're mm. going to have a new Wonder Woman. We're going to have a new, you know, maybe get um, what's his face, um, Grant uh, Patterson. Patterson. Oh yeah, you know, um, uh, he's going to be the Batman. We're going to get a new Superman and and start again, basically. Mm. But you can't you can't rebrand, reboot, start again if you're still kind of tied into the shit that you're trying to get away from. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it does seem like that this the current guy is kind of going back. He's kind of doing what I've always been talking about. They need to actually center it back on the big characters and build from there. So it would make sense, mm. though, if he – like, they need a Superman movie, you know. Um, now, development has reportedly slowed on the more diverse slate of DC films and TV series with no directors attached to any of the projects. DC insiders apparently are pissed about David Zolov's 
so-called reset. It's unclear what exactly is being reset over at the beleaguered studio. Um, it was previously reported that current DC President Walter Hamada nearly quit after the Batgirl fiasco. Walter uh, Hamada spearheaded DC's currently loosely connected universe with plans including a Crisis on Infinite Earths adaptation, a rumoured Secret Six project, and a slate of films including Supergirl, Green Lantern Corps, Static Shock, and Tanahisi Coates' Black Superman, produced by JJ, all of which have slowed in development as per Hollywood Reporter. Um, and in fact, there is news today that it, that Black Superman thing may officially be dead, along with, you know, um, JJ's bullshit, which I don't think would be a big loss, frankly. Um, still on track are James Gunn's multiple projects, including Peacemaker's second season, as well as the Blue Beetle movie starring Zolo, Marion Dunner. Um, bizarrely, TV Line reports Black Canary is still getting a go at HBO Max, despite the whole focus on theatrical uh, thing. So that's interesting. Uh, and, of course, the studio is still moving forward with Black Adam, Shazam 2, and The Flash, although insiders say they're re-evaluating all options ahead of The Flash's uh, June 2023 release, which we've just covered. So, I mean, it, you know, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of moving pieces. I mean, for all the laughs we've had, and I've certainly been having them too, about the reset, the reset is needed. <laughs> you know, we're all having a laugh because I think... There's been so many resets and talks of resets and so many projects that have, you know, said they're going to go ahead and they don't go ahead. And you sort of look more foolish every time you fail, but they do actually need a reset. Would you agree, Rich? Like they are desperately in need. Oh, that's that's what I said. Look, uh, I I, I like Henry Cavill, man. Like I think he's a good guy. I think he's a great guy, but they fucked you over. I'm sorry. It's shit. But Mm. you know what? You've had success since then. You know, it hasn't. No, it yeah. doesn't hurt you, you yeah. know. You you've had success with The Witcher. You've been in a a Tom Cruise Mission Impossible movie. You know, I mean, you do you're doing all right, right? You're doing all right. Like, mm. um, keep doing your thing. But yeah, the problem is, is that their shit is um, uh, they've had no plan, mm. and they've just been making whatever with mm. like whatever. Just make it. Who cares? We'll figure it out. And it's like no, but you haven't figured it out. That's no. the problem. Yeah. All your shit just feels like a mismatch of yeah shit that just doesn't make any sense like and you know, some it's, some of it's hit big and made money like your wonder woman movies and then some haven't and it, it's a it's a bit of a jumbled mess and and i don't know it, it's almost i almost was wondering do they care but at a certain point you do have to care if you want these things to at least tangentially connect um it's so funny i mean it's it, well, it, it is like look, watching a tragedy make- in slow motion Look, rebooted, right? You make you make a good Batman movie, mm. you make a good Superman movie, you make a good Wonder Woman movie, you make a good Flash movie, and once you've done that successfully, mm. then you can start sure. going. Is okay, now we need to work towards Is getting that- them together as a Justice League, mm. and you can start laying the groundwork, you know, and then maybe in their second, everyone's second movie, you start introducing elements of crossover building towards a justice league but get one good movie of all the characters out first mm. don't worry about you know oh we're gonna no no just make a good flash yeah, movie. Yeah. just yeah. make a good batman movie just make a good superman movie once you've done that successfully then start planning okay now how we're going to move towards the justice league or something like that but just get a movie get, get them on the board again totally agree Totally agree. That's what I was saying for ages. Now, what about this? This was Idris Elba. He tweeted out, Bloodsport versus Superman. It needs to happen. 
I was like, does it? Yeah, no, no, it doesn't. It does uh, not it really need doesn't. to happen at all. Like, I mean, and also, yeah. can I say that would be the shortest fight in fucking history? Like, Superman on his worst fucking day would be challenged by Bloodsport, who's just a knockoff version of whatever that other guy's name was. Is it Deadshot? Um, I mean, yeah, yeah in, in, the, in, in the movie he is, but in the mm. comic books it's a different character. But, I mean, you know, in the comic books it's one of those – in, it's one of the villains you create, but doesn't really take off. So, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, uh, no, no one cares. Seriously, they really don't. You know, yeah. I'm sorry. Idris Elba's just trying to get something going there. Like, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, I'd, I, I, there is no fucking way I will accept. <laughs> there's no way I'll accept Superman taking on on, on um, uh, Bloodsport mm. before. Uh, Doomsday before Brainiac. Um, Brainiac, you know, before um, even fucking Metallo. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, I'm definitely. sorry, you are on the bottom of the list, my friend, in terms of what I want to see Superman go. Oh, against. God, yeah. Oh, dude, like, he's in season seven of the animated show as a, as a fucking henchman, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. No, yep. Bizarro first, man. I'll, I'll take Bizarro first. I'm totally. Not, no, no, no. I'd love you, to see you're all not that even stuff. On the, you're not even on the list. You're not even Sorry. on the list. You're a clown. I, I, uh, I just for saying that. Now, um, Seth Rogen's upcoming movie um, following the Teenage Mutant Turtles has a new title and a new release date. The CG animated film will be titled Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem and will be released on August 4, 2023. Um, so this and is I'm sure it will be terrible. Why do you say that, Rich? Seth Rogen? He's he's produced plenty mm-hmm. of plenty of good stuff. He he's the guy who did Preacher and the Boys and everything. He's he's produced all that. He's produced that, but I just hope he doesn't have any input in the turtles because I don't want his sense of humor in the turtles. I'm sorry. I don't know. I mean, why not? I don't. Like, want, I don't want his. I don't want his. Uh, his his weed humor in the turtles. Really? It seems like it would be a decent fit. Nah. Oh come on! He's I he's, don't, I he's, don't know. he's done Look, some pretty. Seth Rogen's one of those guys. When he first came on the scene, you found him funny, but then as his shtick went on and on, and it was the same humor, the same character, the same oh man, gotta get the weed, gotta get the weed with every movie. I'm just like, I don't care about your humor anymore, man. It's it's one yeah. note. Well, what about his success with producing though? Like he's certainly he's certainly that's fine if he's producing, that's fine. But I don't want him involved and in, in trying to inject his comedy in it. Sure. If he's if he's part of the writing or. Or, or you know, there to like bring the comedy? No, thank you. Yeah, you don't want the t- the turtles sitting around getting blazed. That's never going to happen. Yeah, anyway. no, I don't want them to be like oh, Pineapple Express. <laughs> that's not going to no, happen, man. There's no way Nickelodeon would. Let, let uh, <laughs> they wouldn't. We'll I, 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 I put cash. There will not be weed jokes uh, from the turtles. No, in the movie. no, 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 no. We will recognize them as weed jokes, but the, it'll be it'll be for the adults to understand. Oh, I'm down for it. I, I quite like Seth Rogen. Um, Pennyworth fans, I didn't know there were any of the show, are seizing the opportunity uh, and, and roasting HBO Max's decision to retitle the third season of the DC drama series Pennyworth, The Origin of Batman's Butler. Like, what a terrible title. Like, like, really? like I, I don't... Is that real? Yeah, it is real, and people are making fun of it because apparently in the Teen Titans versus Teen Titans Go... There's jokes about how everyone's going to get um, origins, uh, including characters who just don't deserve them at all. And Alfred was cited as an example, and now actually they're. I mean, I, I, I Batman fan that I am, I have no interest in Pennyworth, the fucking show. You know, like 
I'm sorry, I know quite a bit about Alfred through many years of reading Batman comics, and a little bit of that backstory goes a long way. Like he was an actor, you know, the stage, like he likes his disguises, and then and then they brought in that he's like you know, more like a marine or whatever back in the day, special ops guy, like and it's like Isn't he like MI six or something? Sorry? Wasn't he like MI six or something? In the in the show, yeah. I think so, yeah. But that's all more recent, man. Like no, I think that was I think that was brought into the um, comics, the comics as well. He was big, like a lot of the comics that I've read about Alfred. He's big into the stage, like he he has a background in theater, which is why he loves no, all the disguises. Do you remember? Do you remember that show um, uh, that they did? Um, I think it was called Beware the Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah his daughter was in it. Yeah. But, in the, but, yeah, and, and in that one, I believe his, his background was that he was like yeah, some right. sort of like spy or – Yeah, but I, I, or, I, I call that more recent. Like that's inside the last like 15 years, you know, like that's – I thought you meant that that's something they did for the show, but I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure it's come before the no, show. No, no, like, no, no, no. It came around the time of Beware the Batman. Yeah, definitely in Beware the Batman. They were playing on that storyline, um, which I think started with the Dark Knight movies. I think that those movies had Michael Caine uh, had a, a military background of some sort. I think that's where it really started, started. I think. I could be wrong. But I, he may have flown, actually, you know what? He may have been a pilot or something in World War Two or something in the comics. He, he may have had, like, a military background, like, way back in the day, actually. But I know that, that what they did in the 90s was they played up a lot his love of the theatre, and he was like a thespian back in the day, you know? Mm. Well, um, I'm just I'm just looking up up so I'm I'm looking up the history now. It doesn't mm. tell me when that was introduced, but it says here yeah, born under the name of Alfred Beagle. He grew up in England, joined the army once he became of age. He served in various conflicts all over the world, gaining skill as a field medic. Mm. After he retired from the army, he became an actor and later a teacher for MI5, instructing his agents in subterfuge through the use of stagecraft. During his this right. time received special mission, learning so to MI7. I think that's. I think that part of it's more recent. I think that that part that you just read out is the more recent stuff. But yeah, I'd like to say I'd like them to say like when that was introduced. Well, that's the problem because they're 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 doing the fictional character biography and it includes all the retcons. Mm. But but having said that, me talking about the '90s had also been heavily retconned before, so. I'm not oh, an Alfred. Alfred's been retconned like yeah. here and, and and back again. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, I think originally he was just the butler, you know, and it might even have been his father who was the original butler. I think. I think that it might actually, and I know that from Stella was talking about that on her show. I believe if you go back, back, back in the comics, uh, Alfred wasn't a read there originally. He wasn't in like the first issue of Batman. I don't think he's. I think there's another guy who was the butler. Uh, he appears. No, he appears in the Golden and Silver Age, but he didn't have an official last name. The name Beagle had been used once or twice in the Golden Age, mm. but that was later forgotten. And Alfred was only Alfred. The Pennyworth yes. last name was first used in the Batman comic strip in 1969. Okay, but also, I yes, he has been around from very early, but I believe in the very first Batman, like I'm talking like 1939 or whenever, I think there might have oh, been you a mean different. Batman was basically just the shadow. Yeah, yeah, like I, like I, I, I haven't read them, but I believe that there was actually a different Butler whose name wasn't Alfred, and he he is very short lived. But I and I only know that because I remember Stella was talking about it on a show with one of her guests 
many years ago and she has more interest in the backstory of Alfred than me. Um, yeah, well, yeah. Alfred first appeared in 1943. Yeah, yeah, and I think there was someone before him as well. And I think they retconned it, and I look, I actually think I've read some of it somewhere, um, that maybe his father uh, had been um, the butler to Thomas Wayne as well. Before him. Oh, hang on. I think maybe – I think I've got an, an idea of why you think it was a different Alfred. In Alfred's first appearance, he was overweight and clean-shaven. However, when the 1943 Batman serial was released, William Orson, the actor who played Alfred, was trim and sported a thin, thin mustache. DC editors want a comic Alfred to resemble his cinematic counterparts so Detective Comics. Right. Um, Alf, uh, basically vocationed and got thin and grew a mustache. <laughs> cool. Okay. Well, I, I don't know. I oh, mean yeah. – Okay. Anyway, the point is, he's been around for a long time. His storyline has oh, yeah, changed. Yeah. Um, I've got to say, the origin of Alfred is a step too far for me. I don't mind him in Gotham when he's helping out the young Batman, but when it's like, and okay, now you know that, let's go back to Alfred's oh, adventures. Sorry, actually, Dave, you are we are we're actually incorrect. So what? it says here, the pre-crisis comics, the comics mm. that were published by DC Comics between 1938 and 1984, established Alfred as a retired actor and intelligence agent. Oh, well, I said he was an actor. I kept saying that. No, no, but I'm saying that the whole intelligence part okay. is older than what we All think right. it is. Oh, well. Well, even still, uh, well, I'm glad that we got to the bottom of that, but even still, I don't care about the origin of Alfred that much. You know, like oh no no no. I mean, I care enough for an issue of a comic. Exactly. I was about to say but, that. But not, not a not a long running. You know. I would even movie. say if they were doing the animated series, I wouldn't mind an episode which did his origin. Yeah. 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 But I, what I don't need is a live action season after season fucking thing because it's because. Oh no, agreed. You know. Oh no, agreed. I completely agree. He's a supporting act. He's a supporting character. And I know DC and Warner's, and they can't resist. Tying in Batman shit to it as well, which is so stupid. Oh, well, they did that with, they did that with Gotham. Yeah, I know. They just can't help themselves. They're like, oh, so he's going to be fighting the father of Scarecrow. You know, like, oh. Yeah, like this was supposed to be like Gotham was supposed to be about Jim Gordon. Yeah. And it, it slowly started becoming more about young Bruce and 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 then also all of his villains. Yeah. When yeah. he was young Bruce. And, and you're like, just, wait, 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 wait. The Penguin's around? The, jo- uh, the Joker's Scarecrow. around? Riddler's around. Are you fucking what? What? But Bruce is like thirteen years old. What's happening? <laughs> yeah, that was that was stupid. It was stupid. I totally agree. Everyone was around. Like, yeah, it was dumb. Uh, anyway, so there was some news about Starfield, which is the new um, Bethesda game. Uh, they're using the Creation Engine two. Uh, apparently, IGN reviewing it. The game shows clear strides over Fallout four and other previous titles. I would hope so, considering it's a number of years since Fallout four. Uh, space travel, world building, rendering technology, and more are covered in the IGN performance review. I mean, they're fucking paid peons, though. I mean, I don't trust anything IGN saying about this game. Like, they're just so he- heavily invested in promoting this thing, which is coming out sometime next year. I mean, I hope it's good. Um, but I don't trust any publication or critic. No. The only, pub- the only critic I trust is us on Signal of Doom and Ray. That's about it. Um. Yeah. No. But like, you got to you got to be careful with some of these people. I. I just. But you. But they're like comic book resources going ten out of ten to the latest fucking issue of something. Like you know, everything's just so fucking great. You know what I mean? They're just hype machines, and they're so empty. And and these the these these computer sites, gaming sites, 
are so in the pockets of the developers and the publishers. Like, it's just like, oh, my God, you're just hyping the shit out of this shit, you know? Mm. And it just mm. drives me crazy. Um, there's now a game. But, that's, but that, that, that's been them for years, man. No, it that's, has. It's been, I would say, been since like the 80s. For like probably the last 20 years, I think. At least. Um Games Pass family package on Xbox is looking like a great deal, especially have friends willing to split it five ways. I believe you can buy it for a household rich and, you know, different gamer codes can all play under the same Games Pass, whereas right now, like you and I would have... Yeah, but it is it is a higher fee, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not going to cramp your style, solo bachelor that you are, unless you got a wife. No, but I'm just saying, kids. like, it's... it's it's it, Look, it's not that expensive. I think it works out to be, like... Um, I think in America, it'll work out to be, like, $5 per person. Okay. So right. I think they said it's going to be about $25, which is not... I mean... If that's five people having access to Games Pass, it's not it's not terrible. And you've got kids. That's a hell of a lot better than than Netflix turning around and saying you've got to be in the same household, the same room, you yeah. know, uh, to, to share this account. You can't be, you know, it's like go fuck off. Yeah, totally. So when they say that, um, let, let's just play hypothetical, Rich. Um, we're in the same house. And if I wanted, if I bought one Games Pass, would we have separate separate gamer codes under that? Like whatever you call yeah, your profile. Every person would get their own profile. Yes, just okay. just how like you have like let's say you do have like Disney Plus whatever, mm. and you can stream it up to four devices. I yes, think yes, and you create different profiles for people so that your watching stuff doesn't yeah get recommended the next person so it would be the same as this each person would basically create their own game so you have your own gamer tag with your own achievement points and all that stuff yeah then you would get your own achievements your own because i'd hate it if people were stealing my achievements that would piss me off that would really piss me off. oh yeah i (laughs) i remember having to go at my sister because um um so for the kids and all that i bought them disney plus Mm. and i created a, a, a profile for myself but my sister was using my profile and she was watching like the keeping up with the kardashians yeah and i was like no 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 listen you need to stop that nonsense i don't want this i don't want this bloody shit recommending me kardashian shit or real housewives or whatever you 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 don't you watch it somewhere else yeah just create your own your own code yeah, just create your own profile if that's the yeah exactly. Um, Michelle's mum does that with her Netflix because she you know borrows her Netflix and like you know the suggestions come up for like whatever she's watching and stuff. But like I just ignore it. I don't care. But but it would be I would agree it would be annoying if you had your Disney Plus and suddenly you're getting all this reality TV piped in. Um, because kind of, she loves she loves that garbage man. She loves it. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Ah uh, well. Um, now. Uh, this, I mean, John Lizagamo has spoken out against actor James Franco's cast against Fidel Castro in an upcoming film. I can't even pronounce it. Alana of Cuba. Um, Fidel Castro's daughter supports the cast against James Franco as her father in the upcoming biopic, adding the project is almost entirely Latino, obviously not including James Franco, who I'm not sure what his heritage is. I thought he might have had some um, uh, Native American in him or potentially Polish or something I always thought might have been a, a you know we can look at his uh we can look at his uh heritage but what do you say to James Franco playing Fidel Castro I think they could have got a Latino actor personally to play Fidel Castro well, uh, you know, what do you think so James Franco's real name when he was born was uh Paolo Paolo Alto which <laughs> um doesn't okay. 
uh, it, it sounds like he's made. Well, he might could be. Um, I'm just looking it up now. I, I think he. I think you're gonna find is he's Polish or German heritage. Like I, I've, I think I've read that somewhere. Let's have a look. Let's have a look at James Franco's heritage here. Uh, da, 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 da. Um, oh God, born in Palo Alto, California. Uh, his father was a Portuguese and Swedish ancestry, while his mother is Jewish from a family of Russian Jewish descent. Um, so there you go. So it's Portuguese, Portuguese, close enough, mixed with Jewish. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Well. I don't personally, I mean, I hate Fidel Castro and I hate the glamorization of Fidel Castro and I wish we'd put a bullet in him back in 63, personally. Um, but I've, I've always felt that we allowed that communist to survive far too long. And, you know, he was a blight on democracy. And I can't stand Fidel Castro. I hate Fidel Castro. I hate the glamorization of Fidel Castro. Now, you're going to get your left wingers out there, they deify him, just like they deified Che Guevara. Um, you know, and they put them on T-shirts and sell them at fucking Walmart, and it's just ridiculous. Um, Fidel Castro was even worse. He was a tyrant. He was a dictator. And uh, he was a thorn in the side of the US, and I'm surprised he managed to survive the 60s. I, don't, I can't understand how the US didn't put a bullet in him a long time ago. He eventually died of natural causes. Um, I've got my feelings on Fidel Castro, no one. Obviously, this movie is going to be a fucking love letter to Fidel Castro. I can just see it now. Um, that's more annoying to me than the casting of James Franco. But I do think they could have got a Latino actor. I will say that for them. Like, assume this is going to be a love letter to Fidel Castro. So for all the Fidel Castro fans suckling at the communist teat, they're going to love it. I'm surprised they wouldn't have picked, like, a Latino actor, considering this guy was Mr. Cuba. Um, what do you think, man? Um, well, I don't know. I've I've been told for the last... 10 years it's about the it's about the the getting the right actor you know it's not mm. about it's not about whether a black person is playing a white person mm. or an asian is playing this you know if they write for the role then you know they write for the role i'm afraid what do you mean i i thought that was the opposite i thought they're always like if you're gay you've got to get a if you're playing a gay character you've got to be gay now and if you you know you know how they do that no no no, no, no. that's that's only for it that's only like yeah. The, the, that the my point was I was pointing out the hypocrisy. I was saying. Oh right. Yeah. Yes. If, if it's a black role, they said must go to a black person. Obviously, if it's a if it's a Asian, must go to an Asian. Mm. If it's gay, it must go to a gay. But when they cast a black person as a white character, then it's like no, it's it's the right person for the role. Oh it's, yeah, the, yeah. I see. It's, it's not about race. It's not about ethnicity. It's about the right. You know, they write for the role. So guess what? Maybe he's just right for the role. Yeah, I mean, I, I look, I don't care. I couldn't give a fucking shit. I'm not going to see this movie. Like, I, I, I have, look, I'll be honest. I have a problem they're making the movie because I think it's, I think they're glamorizing a dictator. You know what I mean? It's no hey, look, different. I mean, I, I got no options if it's, if it's a biopic showing, like, you know, uh, he, him as a, uh, a dictator, despot, and. But they won't. You know, it's going to be a love letter, man. It's no, going to be a fucking no, love letter. I, I wouldn't have a problem with that movie. I wouldn't have but a problem not, with that. I'd love a, that movie. Not, not, not a movie of him being a hero. That's what it's going to be, though, man. It's going to be up the same fucking line. They go uh, with Che that, Guevara. You know what, that's a that's a real dangerous move to make. Because can I tell you something? There's a lot of I would I would dare say there's probably a lot of Cuban Americans who yeah, I hate him. Would not, be, would not be happy with that movie. If oh, it was, if it was yeah. 
glamorizing. I'm, I'm not out here alone with my fucking hatred of Fidel Castro. There's a lot of people who agree with me. But you've got the radicalized, and they are the radicalized left, almost the terrorist left, who held him up as someone to admire. And that was all and that was us growing up in the seventies and the eighties, man. We had fucking Fidel Castro with his bullshit beard, uh, lording it there in Cuba, right under the thumbing his nose at the US. And and I'm surprised we didn't put a bullet in him like forty years ago. You know? And the security this had something on the American government. Uh, they tried, man. There was countless attempts in the sixties to kill him um, and overthrow him, which which failed spectacularly. And I think they, but I'm surprised like Reagan didn't put a bullet in him. You know what I mean? Like when you got a president who actually put, put his, you know, weight around, um, didn't get rid of him. But he it was his ties to communist Russia. Like, you know, just a little off topic. Can I just say I love uh, Reagan uh, as a comedian. Man, that guy told some fucking funny jokes back in the day. Did he? Ronald Reagan. Oh God! Look up, look up like a compilation of Reagan jokes. Yeah, of jokes that he told uh-huh. during like interviews or speeches and stuff. And all that that dude was so goddamn funny. He was man. actually. Yeah, I said when, when he was president. Do you mean? Yeah, 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 and governor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my God, he was like a stand-up comedian. Oh yeah, no, he yeah, <laughs> yeah, in his prime, he definitely yeah, he had a lot of charisma and and rapport with uh, the audience oh for sure i mean america loved him it was only in his last couple of years when he was when he was going a bit off that he got that bad reputation but um no he was loved for a long time right ronald reagan probably one of the greatest u.s presidents that's ever been um yeah but uh fidel castro i can't believe where i mean like unfortunately i can believe it in today's pussyfoot like you know world where we've where defund the police um, has become a fucking movement. Now it's like let's romanticize Fidel Castro. Don't don't worry about all the people he threw in jail and executed in Cuba. You know, like there's a long trail of bodies there and a lot of families that were ruined by him in his so-called revolution. Which surprise, yeah, surprise. Unfortunately, you know. there is a ton of young communists these days. Sure. There is. And and some of it's just misguided youth, like frankly. Like a lot of people have those that idealism and all that. A lot of that fades over time. But unfortunately, it doesn't fade for some. And you've got some hardcore fucking lefties out there who I've got a big problem with. Big problem. And, and don't forget, Fidel Castro wanted to overthrow the West. That's what he wanted. He wanted communist revolution. He was a revolutionary, uh, you know, and a dangerous one. Uh, and that shouldn't be forgotten. And people died, you know, by the thousands in his fucking revolution. Like, and then in his many years of power, when I'm sure he siphoned up all the wealth to himself as well, you know? I'm sure he was living in lap of fucking luxury. Uh, when he, it just it infuriates me. I hate Fidel Castro. And, and James Franco playing him, I won't be watching it. I'll, I'll be boycotting that movie, that's for sure. I might watch it on streaming sometime just to fucking hate watch it, but no, <laughs> I'm I'm not happy about it. As you can tell, I'm not. In fact, I think, Dave, I think I said this a while back. Don't hate watch things. Well, I, yeah, I, I'm probably not going to watch it, man. I, I don't give a fuck about Fidel Castro. I wish he had been assassinated. Then I'd be much happier to watch it in the 60s. But unfortunately, I couldn't put a bullet in him. Somehow this prick survived. I don't even understand how. I think it was his ties to communist Russia, the Soviet Union, like, he just became too hot to touch after the Bay of Pigs. You know, they just, they tried to kill him multiple times. And I think at a certain point, it was just like he was an irritant and nothing more. 
Like they're aware he couldn't really do anything by himself. Like he was down there in Cuba, um, thumbing his nose at the US. But really, frankly, I mean, what really did he achieve? You know, other than the Cuba, not much. You know what I mean? He he death, was poverty. Sorry, <laughs> I said death, poverty, bread lines. You know, yeah, yeah, in yeah in Cuba, like yeah, they had that. But I'm saying his his worldwide impact was, and also his reputation suffered because as he grew older and older, he grew more and more tyrannical. You know what I mean? Like so, so much for some fucking communist dream they were living down there. They were living under the grip of a fucking tyrant, you know, and they were. They, they were, um, what do you call it? Like boycott, boycotted sanctions and all that kind of stuff. Like that would have hurt. Sanctions, yeah. And they were, the, they were the lapdog of the Soviets, and and they were fighting. Um, I, I remember I learned this in uni, and I got really pissed. Apparently, C- Cubans were fighting in different wars in Africa. Were you aware of this, Rich? Almost as like, um, sort of mercenaries, maybe not even the right word, but like full on like communist shock troops. He was getting involved in conflicts, you know, a long way from his shores. I don't know what he was hoping to achieve, but it was crazy, you know, that we we're letting this prick do this. I mean, it's it's a uh, bit, of, you know, a of, there's a lot of craziness in the in 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 the world and history and mm. even probably our future. Yeah, but what I'm trying to say is, you you know me, Rich. I did tend to come down hard on the military. I would have loved to wipe those fuckers off the planet. You know what I mean? He he wants that water to get a little hot in them in the middle of Africa. Let's let's make it hot. Let's see how he can stand up to sustained bombardment. He kind of had that many Cubans there. There's not that many of them, you know. Oh, there was a lot though. Well, I've made my feelings known. I almost feel like we should salute the flag. Just even talk. I don't know, Dave. I don't know. I think you've been talking in circles. You know, you've been beating around the bush. <laughs> You need to come out and say what you what, what you what you feel, man. <laughs> I said we should have put a bullet in him back in the sixties. So I don't know. Come on, man. Hey, stop beating around the bush, man. Talking in riddles now. Come out and say it. Man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I love for me like the, my controversy isn't to do with the casting. My controversy is there with the fucking film itself. Um, anyway, Jesse Ventura. Uh, this woman's name is Amber Mid Thunder. Is that actually her name? Yeah. Is that right? Oh, yeah. yeah, so so he Jesse Ventura actually heaped praise on Prey and on Am- Amber Mid Thunder. Um so he came out um in full support of her, um, saying how much he loved the movie and loved her performance. So I mean, you know, this is this comes from the guy who was so prominent in Predator One, so you know, at least he was happy. It's really sad to see a legend like that become old and senile. <laughs> Um, now, while we don't know who will play Lara Croft for the next Tomb Raider movie, remember the thing about Hollywood was in a feeding frenzy, apparently, Rich, last week. Uh, f- filmmaker Edgar Wright has revealed his fan cast for the role, Aubrey Plaza, um, who's the chick from Parks and Rec. Really? Yeah. You oh, know- my. That's the that's the mm. chick from... Uh, With the googly uh, eyes. From, yeah. what? from what? Uh, Parks and Recreation. Yeah, Parks and Rec. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a wow. That, okay, that, I, that's a that's a out of left field cast in there. Yeah, I'm just having a look at her. Um, yeah, I don't see it. Uh, she also is a little Miss Goofy. You know what I mean? Like, oh, she's got a very. I mean, she's got. Uh, look, I mean, I, I. She's pretty funny. I mean, she's got pretty dark sense of humor. Yeah, but that's not that's not what I would picture when you tell me picture Laura Croft as a real person. Yeah. She's she's in a new film called Emily the Criminal. Um, 
an, an aspiring artist living in Los Angeles who's saddled with $70,000 in student loan debt, an aggravated assault conviction that prevents her from landing a decent-paying job. Um, her, her fortunes change when her dead-end food delivery gig leads to work with small-time scammers to use st- stolen credit card numbers to buy high-end TVs and cars resold on the black market. Um, I don't know. Like, all I can say is I, I'll, I will check that out um, because I do like her. I actually... I actually like her i thought she was very funny in parks and rec haven't oh, yeah, said no. No, no she's hilarious man i've got yeah. nothing against but i just that's just not what i imagined laura croft to be that's no i don't picture it i actually thought angelie jolly was actually very good casting um i know you're not a fan but um you know i mean you're, you're not a fan of many things which it's hard to please you sometimes you know like <laughs> i don't know i just think i have standards dave what about um uh, i you can't stand charlie's theron but would she be good is she too old? No. Uh, She's a pretty good actress, man. You seen you seen Young Adult? It's a good movie. With Charlize Theron. Very good film that she's in. Have you seen it? I don't know. I don't really I don't I don't really watch Charlie Theron. I don't know why. She's South African rich, doesn't that the South African connection doesn't get you? So does that mean that uh, that all Germans should love Hitler? <laughs> Jesus. She's hardly oh, Hitler. She was German, Dave. Dave, she was German. Yeah, but she's hardly Hitler. I think she's a good actress. I like her. I've all, I've liked her. You don't you don't like someone just because they come from the same country as you. That's no. a ridiculous reason. Yeah, but like a lot them. of a lot of people do have a fondness for their for their homegrown heroes. I, I do. I you know, I, I I tend to view Australian actors with a bit more favoritism. Um but anyway, it's just that's just me. You know what's funny? You know the person that would actually be, mm-hmm. I, I think, a good Laura Croft. I don't know her name, but it's the mm-hmm. um, it's the woman that played um, Peggy Carter. Um, yeah, Haley Stillwell or something. Is, is she it, actually is, wouldn't is be a terrible Haley Haley Atwell. Haley Atwell. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what her name is. Yeah, that's her name, Haley Atwell. Yeah, she would be good actually. I, I agree. I think she's British as well. She's Laura British, Croft yeah. is British. Yeah, that, that is that is good casting. Um, yeah, I would think like, she. Not she, perfect, but I'm just saying I I would probably go with that before. Yeah, you know, um, Audrey Plaza. Before, yeah, before Audrey, like you know, if if you had to say, oh, I want someone that looks like Lara Croft, mm. real <laughs> that looks more. I mean, even um, uh, what's her name, uh, uh, the the Vikanda, whatever. I didn't yeah. even think she looked like. Um, no. I don't think she really looked like Lara Croft either. Have you played the last couple of games of Tomb Raider? No. no. They're pretty good. Pretty good. Um, anyway, um, now, according to Deadline, Tom Cruise and Mission Impossible uh, producer Chris McQuarrie are fixated on bringing back the iconic Tropic Thunder character, Les Grossman. I mean, that is a great character, this in Tropic Thunder. And Tom Cruise apparently is all on board for an action film with this guy. Um, and what Tom Cruise wants, Tom Cruise tends to get. Um, what do you think, Rich? What a comedy action you mean, like Tropic Thunder, or I don't know, action adventure, action adventure. Apparently, I don't know. If you're going to make a comedy, I'm down for it. Yeah, well, I don't think it's going to be 100 percent serious. Like, probably over the top style comedy. Yeah, it could work with the right script. I think he was great. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I mean. Because I mean, Tom Cruise. He, he, uh, there was a comedy action movie he did with um, 
Which one? I know all these movies. Night and Day. You talking about Night and Day? Night and Day. Yeah, it was good. Um, it was good with um, was pretty funny. I yeah. enjoyed that. Me too. I, I thought it was fun. Um, yeah. Uh, now, also apparently, we're talking about Henry Cavill. A Henry Cavill-led Highlander film is apparently making steady progress. Um, obviously, oh, I, mean, I, thought they were, I thought they were filming that already, weren't they? I, I don't know if they're filming it already, Rich, but apparently it is getting set to go. Um, I watched the original Highlander recently, and I was surprised it wasn't not as good as I remembered, but it was more basic than I remembered. So a lot of the Highlander lore that I remember is kind of added after the original film. Um, yeah, I, I'm down for it. I, I don't... I mean, it just I just wonder, though, if Henry Cavill's going to be in everything. Like, we can't have Henry Cavill in just everything, it seems. Like, he's Superman, he's the Witcher, he's the Highlander, you know. No, look, I think he should be in a lot to make up for the fact that his Superman was so botched. Mm. Yeah, well, yeah. True, true. He is good. I like him. I mean, you know, he's also a, a, an old-fashioned kind of style movie star in a way. You know, he's got I that mean, kind of classic look. Except for the Superman movies, he's not really been anything that I've, like, hated. I mean, he he was really good as, as the, the villain in um, The Last Mission Impossible. He uh, was really good. Yeah, very good. And then he was also good in... Um, um, Witcher. I mean, he's good in The Witcher, but I mean, I'm not. I'm not thinking of The Witcher. Um, he was good in that Sherlock Holmes thing. Um, uh, he, he was in. Oh, that. Uh, uh, um, oh shit! The the guy Richie. Yeah, I know um, the thing you're talking about. I, uh, was it the gentleman or something? No, 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 no. It was the one with the the, the he plays the American agent. Um, uh, Arnie Hammond played the Russian. A man, a man called Uncle. Yes, yes, man. Yeah, he, he was good. Yeah. yeah, he was good in that. Yeah, I agree. No, I, in general, I like him. I, I, I actually really like him. I, there's nothing he's done that I've seen where I've not liked him. Uh, so yeah, no, he's good. No, I, I'm down for his Highlander for sure. I mean, God, like at least it's a star of some note, and hopefully they've got a, a film around it, like a, a decent uh, script, which is what they need now. Sonic the Hedgehog 3 gets a holiday 2024 release. Um, I've not seen Sonic 2. We enjoyed Sonic 1. Have you seen either of the Sonic movies, Rich? I've seen the first one. Uh, it wasn't terrible. Um, yeah, it was, it was actually pretty, pretty fun. Um, haven't seen the second one yet. I keep forgetting about it, honestly. Yeah. Uh, now, we got some news. Um, excuse me, from Mitchell. Um, that Marvel's Midnight Suns has been delayed. Uh, and will launch within the 2023 fiscal year. And uh, to be honest, the uh, the artwork in it looked looked bad. The graphics looked looks not good, man. You know, looked well. It's it's not a it's not a high end graphic game. It's a I told you it's a strategy game. Yeah, you did say that, and I wasn't happy about that, was I? It's like um. It's like a slow. You remember the the great um, the 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 X Men uh, was it called X Men Legends? I think it was called, and then the Ultimate Alliance. It's I love like those that. games. I love those games. But, no, 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 but slower. Yeah, well, I'm not happy with that part. That was. The, is this the thing which said it was like chess? Was that was that the, the remember that it was? It's like chess, and I was like, what? Well, I mean, chess. I think I explained it a bit better. What I mean by chess, I mean that you have pieces, you have units, but they can only move a certain way. Mm. Um, 
um, and and you get a turn, and then it's your enemy's turn. So in that way, it's kind of like chess, where you've got to make a move, that they've got to make a move, um, and it's all about strategy and getting your units into position and then attacking mm-hmm. the other units and all that sort of stuff. So like eh, chess is like a more simpler way of that I can explain, where you've got to make moves, then it's your opponent's turn, mm-hmm. then you've got to react to their moves, and they react to your moves. In that way, it's like chess, sure. but it's not literally chess. Okay. Like, do you remember the original Baldur's Gate games? You ever play them? A kind of like that, except these ones are a bit more on a grid. Mm. I hate that it's on a grid, man. I've got to be honest. I hate that it's on a fucking grid. That really pisses me off. I, look, I don't know about this game, but I have thoroughly enjoyed uh, the XCOM games, mm. which is exactly the same st- type of strategy and all that. I've really enjoyed the Gears of War Tactics Mm. Um, that was actually pretty good. Uh, another game that's also quite similar is Wasteland 2 and 3, which I thoroughly enjoyed. So I do like these sort of games. Um, you like this I've kind of stuff, one. man. You you like this kind of but stuff. So I've never played one that's superhero-based. I've usually played ones that are more like um, uh, military, more like, you know, you know, people have specializations, weapons, snipers, mm. uh, shotguns. You know what I mean? Like they, one character will specialize in speed and shotguns, another character will specialize in... Um, uh, tanking with heavy weaponry who don't can't move as far, mm. you know, but have superior like, firepower. You got your sniper. You can keep him at the back. Take out, like, yeah, like I've never played with a superhero. One person's going to be Wolverine, the other person's going to be Ghost Rider, the other person's going to be Iron Man. That, that, that's a very interesting, u- unique d- uh, dynamic to it that I'm, I've never seen before. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, my 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 expectations aren't too high, frankly. Um, you know, I've I'm giving my expectations dialed right down for this one. I'm not too excited about it at all. I think the idea of Midnight Suns game is awesome, and if you'd done it like Marvel Ultimate Alliance with modern day graphics, it would have been awesome. I don't know why they had to put shit on a grid and do all this fuck around, like you know, chess slash XCOM stuff, whatever. I'm not not a fan. Yeah, look, I'm fair too. I fucking. X-Men Legends and Marvel Ultimate Alliance. I thought they were really good. Yeah, they were fucking fun, man. It was so much fun. Like, like why can't they do that? They did it so well with the technology of, like, 10, 15 years ago. Like, come on. Anyway. I, know, I honestly can't okay. answer that question. I'm not happy, Rich. Can you tell I'm not happy? I'm still angry about yeah, Fidel you Castro. Never, you're never happy. I'm still angry about Fidel Castro. Uh, <laughs> uh, X-Men's Chris Claremont delivered a surprisingly raw and controversial hour, I mean controversial in quotes, for fans at C2E2. Uh, the legendary X-Men writer wants comics to be fun again and wants to write more comics because he was he was frustrated by the fact that Marvel pay him this exclusive contract but don't let him write anything. I tend to agree with him. Like, I mean, God, give the guy a couple of fucking titles. Like, you give all these other shit fucking writers titles. Like, my God, some of the stuff that comes out from Marvel is appalling. You know what I mean? Like, Chris Claremont at least has a fucking track record. Like, and and people getting so outraged that he had an opinion. You're going to his Q&A. He's an older guy. He's got runs on the board. He's allowed to have a few opinions. That's what happens when people are asking questions. You know, he's not... Oh my God, he's not I, a corporate slave, you know. I, I unfortunately, I think yeah, in this day and age, they um, a lot of the current probably editors and, mm. and people running the business have no real respect for the older. It's sad. Uh, it's really students. sad, and especially considering Chris Claremont's contribution to the industry, to the X Men, to Marvel. 
like he built the bedrock uh, that you're still profiting off. Like my God, and 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 I read some of the quotes. It was nothing that crazy. It was actually stuff that he said before as well. It wasn't anything that was like that out there that you're like, oh my God, I can't believe careful, it. Man, these days, these days, you got to be careful because you get cancelled from things you said 10, 15 years ago, man. Yeah. So. Well, it's ridiculous. I hope he, I hope he gets a book out of it. And some of the pussy footing around by some professionals came out in full support. And oh my God, I'm not going to name names, but some of the normal candidates came out and oh my God, were they keen to distance themselves? You know what I mean, Rich? And oh yeah, he needs like uh, real editors who can really work him to today's incredibly high standards. It's like, you know what? I think Chris Claremont did it for years a lot better than most of the shit that's coming out from Marvel like this month. Like a Could lot you better. Imagine- Comics instead of joining Marvel with like basically just like um, ex ex exiling all the the the, the old god basically mm. said oh fuck we'll snap them all up and DC which is all like the old great writers mm. how much better would DC be right now like story wise and character and comic book wise what if they taken like, the Marvel writers yeah well the like your Claremonts and all, all the all the ones that they've they've booted to the side that don't yeah. use that don't imagine if dc snapped all of them up and it was like okay well we'll we'll yeah. get all the all, all these great writers in and all that and have them work on dc characters and then marvel's just stuck with all the new yeah Tumblr right fucking artists and and and, yeah. and writers my god they'd be so far ahead right now sadly there's a lot of ageism in the industry and surprisingly um some of these people who really obviously can do the job um, don't get the gigs anymore, and then a lot of it comes down to pay. They can pay these new, newer guys like uh, a lesser yeah, rate. Yeah, also they, 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 especially the younger people there. I think they, I think they really screw them over because you know you you may think that you're like you're with them. You know what I mean? Like, mm. oh yeah, you know I'm also like you know left leaning or Democrat. You know we're on the same team, but then you just say something a bit old fashioned. Yeah. A bit not to with today's money, and bang, that's it. You're a person non grata. Yeah, it's bullshit. It's it's fucking bullshit. It's corporate bullshit at the end of the day. And what what's even more funny is these corporates couldn't care less. They're just doing it to cover themselves over. And you get these these editors and these writers who get on Twitter. And we've named it before. Tom Brevoort is just one of many examples. And they bend over backwards to prove to the world how left-leaning and just how virtuous and how guilty they are, Rich. And it's sickening. It's a performance piece from them, and it's it's sad and pathetic. Is 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 literally? I don't mind people having emotions and having opinions, but like the overreach. It's just it's 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 woeful. It's nauseating, and it's prevalent. And it must be to keep a gig. You know that's what it boils down to for a lot of people. It's just easier to just guzzle from that fountain um, and regurgitate these talking points. Uh, you know and. Someone out there believes it. They they think you know. I, I don't know. I just think it's a, a complete waste of time. I just I just can't even see the point. Uh, if only we could put that focus that they're wasting on their social media bullshit into the actual books and and create better stories with far better artwork, you know, than what they put out, you know, and better stories. And that are less stretched out as well. Like, stop stretching stories. Please stop stretching everything. If you could put the level of energy you put into sort of like PR spin into the actual product, 
I think we might actually have some better examples. Other than right now what we have to do is we have to cherry pick to find things that are of a decent standard. I have to do it every week for the show. Um, we yeah. were discussing this the other day over lunch when I said, you know, it's so funny to me, but like 15, 20 years ago, my biggest problem was I don't have enough money to buy all the sure. the issues and, and, the, and the, the current books. Yeah out there and now i'm in a situation where i'm like i don't want to buy anything <laughs> do you know oh, what i mean true. like yeah. i can go to a comic shop look at all like the weeklies and the monthlies and all then go i'll keep my money thanks and yet i had the opposite problem i had was like i wanted to buy them all i was ah, oh, but i want that i want that yeah. I'm like, oh you yeah. don't have enough money you know what i mean like uh, it's it's yeah it's it's a it's a very weird you know and now when i'm probably earning more money mm. <laughs> than I was when I was trying sure. to collect comics. You've got more I disposable. Well, what's hilarious is, too, I, I, I can hear it a million miles off. They're like, oh, but you're old, you're aged out, you're hopeless, we don't want you. But meanwhile, Richard, the new books aren't selling, but you know what is selling? The paper, the trade paperbacks and the hardcovers of all the old shit that they put back out there, that's actually the lifeline. And who's buying it? People like us. So the audience is actually there, you know what I mean? And you've rejected it. And you're going after a sort of mythical demographic, which I've always said you, a certain portion of your business, you should be doing that. I agree. But the way you've gone all in on that um, to try to course correct, and you've sort of doubled down and tripled down, and it's failing. I saw something today about, like, the new Batman isn't making the same mistakes as the old Batman, and I was like, oh, please, spare me. You know what I mean? I was just like, I don't want to hear about this bullshit Batman. <laughs> <laughs> who's so much better than this old fart Bruce Wayne. You know what I mean? Like, it's, Oh, no, no, yeah. but every, every new character is doing it better than the old character. Yeah, exactly. They're just better at it. But, I mean, it's so shocking to me that you point that where they throw that with like, oh, you're just, you're, you're, you know, you're old now. You yeah, don't. You're you hopeless. Know, no, you know what? I got no problems with you creating new characters new books you want to you want to uh, uh market to you know uh, look i'll be honest with you i'm i'm legitimately not interested in reading about a character who's a millennial tiktoker mm. you know wearing uh fucking weird clothes yeah doesn't interest me i'll be honest mm. but it doesn't mean that you have to ruin my stuff no yeah, for I your stuff, yeah. You know what i mean you can have your millennial TikToker dressing shitty and acting stupid mm. if that's what you want to read. I've got no issues with that, but maybe just leave my yeah, stuff yeah. alone. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing: Superman and all of them have been around for like ninety years, basically, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And they haven't changed that much. No. Right? If you if you really look at Superman, mm. it's not like Superman is a completely different character in twenty twenty. No. He's not an unrecognizable character in the 90 years. He's still... And same with, like, um, you, you could argue Batman has, has changed a little bit, but... Not that much. I mean, he's still... No, no, but, okay, but no, he maybe he's gone a bit darker. You know, yeah. you know you've got the, the golden age where he's a little bit more... Sure. ...friendly, sort of chummy, but it's still there. Totally. Yeah, no, I agree. No, so... Whatever moves they've made, I, I, I honestly think it's about the last five years that they've really, really, and, and maybe I sound like an old man, but I'm sorry, I, I look at this stuff week after week and I judge it against the collection and the collector stuff of the older stuff. So I actually still do keep my finger on the pulse. 
and they have spammed the market in the last five to six years with this stuff that is, I don't think you're selling. It doesn't seem to have any heat outside of the promotional sites. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not getting feedback from listeners. They're loving it. Like, that's not the feedback I'm getting. It's not the feedback I'm seeing. And I'm sorry, something's not working, you know, and it's weird. There's no interesting character stories Mm. that are being told. It's It's all gimmicks. It's all events. It's all marketing. So, oh, Superman's son is bisexual. Okay, that'll sure. sell an issue or two. Yeah, but that's not a long story. That's not yeah. a that's not a story arc that's going to be remembered. Yeah. It's just it, that is what it is. But like, like it, I agree, it's it's, it's just the moment you've created that doesn't really have long lasting. Uh, and they they don't take the story in a very in like they don't. Yeah, I agree. They don't do much with that story anyway. So it's like, you know, like. You got the you got the five seconds of publicity, if that, more like three seconds of publicity. The world very quickly fucking moved on. Um, the world still thinks Clark Kent Superman to the wider world. You know, yeah. you know? But, but that's my point. You, you 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 remember that moment? Oh yeah, I remember the moment that they said that he was bisexual. Okay, great. But when you talk about Batman, we talk about Superman, you talk about Spider Man. Mm. You're talking about the great stories. Yeah, the art. That that have been, you know, you remember. Oh man, oh the long Halloween, or yeah, you know, Killing Joe, Nightfall. Remember, the, the remember are the great stories. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. I totally agree. Like Batman's backbreaking, it it it, it is a similar like it's to grab like Denny O'Neill wanted to grab you know readers by the throat with that concept. We broke Batman's back, but oh my god, they did they craft a story and a half around it. You know what I mean? And so yeah. that was such a big event. Like that's three omnibuses of material connected from that beginning of Nightfall to the end. Compare that to um, whoever he is, um, Superman's son's bisexual. It's it's a it's a it's barely a blip on the radar. You know? Yeah, and well, that's my point. Yeah. I mean. Remember Superman dying, but then you also remember Return. Um, what happened after that, where they introduced uh, uh, Iron um, Steel, Iron uh, Steel, Cyborg Superman, uh, John Irons, you know, uh, Cyborg Superman, yeah. Superboy, yeah, eradicate. Yeah. You still remember the story that happened, yeah, after that, that is also memorable and 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 um, not not groundbreaking, but a milestone. Yeah, it's a milestone. It's yeah. not just oh. Oh, I just remember that event. No, you remember the whole story. It's true, man. It's very true. No, so it's interesting. Um, interesting is an interesting point. It's good that we've got it. We're keeping a monitor on it. I mean, hopefully that they will course correct at some point. But oh my god, they've drifted a long way off. And I mean, it's not just well, it's not just Marvel and DC. We talked about GI Joe, uh, and not just GI Joe, but but like as an example of how badly they went off script in the last three years. You know, um, and you had GI Joes that hate the government and hate hate the flag, and that guy, you know, that writer, um, like you know, who was ashamed of the military. Like, why? Why is he on GI Joe? <laughs> yeah, so it's, maybe it's not the book for him. Maybe you yeah. could give him a, a do a Cobra spinoff and give that. <laughs> yeah, he could, he could write Cobra Commander. Yeah. Maybe he thought he was writing Cobra I Commander. 
But but that's what I'm saying. But my 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 problem isn't so much with the guy's views. Like they're just fucking radical, heavy, stupid views. Who cares? But why why would you put him on the book that is literally the opposite of that? And yes, I understand why you're going for shock value, but you're alienating your readers to the core because this guy doesn't have the respect required to even just the basic sort of tenets of G.I. Joe to be able to do a story. I'm only using it as an example, but it's not just Marvel and DC that have lost their way. It seems like there's been a weird across-the-board sort of, um, I don't know what what to describe it, like things are in flux. People are trying to auto-correct and trying to appeal. I know they're trying to appeal to a younger crowd, and I I know a lot of young people you do get your radicals and stuff and they're just they're just praying that these people are going to suddenly start buying comics i'm not sure um i i honestly think a lot of a lot of readers uh, what they respond to is a cool character design and a, and a decent story i honestly do i i think that's i think you know young readers that's one of the things this is what i find so weird when people say oh we've got to court the young readers guess what the first comic books I picked up and read mm. when I was like 10, 11 years old weren't made for me. Sure. Right? I read I read Archie. I read Casper. Mm. I read Richie Rich. Those didn't grab me. Yeah, right? right. Yeah. When I read my first comic book, like, uh, you know, the DC, the superhero stuff, that wasn't really written, made for a 10-year-old. Sure. You know, because the story is not exactly like simplified like it were in the golden age, but I loved it. I was I was enthralled. Yeah. I was like, I must have more. But it wasn't written for me as a 10-year-old. They weren't pandering down to you in a massive way. No, when people go, oh, you know, oh, we've got to write for the kids. No, you don't because kids are not stupid. Well, well, if you still yeah. write good stories and good art, you're going to attract people to your stories I, I even think, if they're a little bit younger. I think basically they're always like 10, 11 plus, like, you know, for, for the generic um, – you know, one Marvel of the first DCs. books I read when I was young was the the, the bloody um, uh, um, uh, Justice League um, mm. with with Mateus and, and Giffen. Yeah, which that is a, that that's not made for like no, as a kid. You, that's I, teenage. I don't, I don't get the Abbott and Costello sort of humor. No. I didn't get it when I was a kid, but I still it still resonated with me. That's yeah. I, I would almost say uh, like it's a soft it's a soft uh, covering, but I would say teenage. Plus, you know what I mean? That kind of stuff. Um, yeah. uh, Marvel are clever, though. Marvel have a, a good series on Disney Plus, um, like Spider-Man and his amazing friends, where they're sort of like little toddlers, and it's actually really popular. And, and I've seen, you know, kids, um, you know, friends of mine who have kids, uh, a lot of them have seen it, and they're like, oh, it's really fun because it's got like Miles Morales, Peter Parker, and uh, Spider-Gwen, a ghost spider, and they're, they're literally like, you know, five-year-olds, and it's kind of like CGI and stuff. It's actually quite good. Um, no, no, yeah, look, I'm not, I'm not saying don't make anything geared towards kids. What I'm saying is don't, don't like, go, right, we've got to make everything to target the, that, that younger audience because not all the younger audience like the same things anyway. Exactly, man, exactly. Like, you know, come on. And, like, I don't know, like... Yeah. They're not a monolith. I mean, dude, as, as well, they're going for the most kind of like whacked out sort of like, you know, version of like an old person's version of a young person, if you know what I mean. <laughs> like it's, I don't yeah, know. But, you know. But that's what I'm saying. Like you could have a book like Young Avengers where you've got your, you know, Miss Marvel and your Vision Girl, whatever, and, mm. and you can write it a little bit more 
yeah. YA kind of yeah. thing, but they still have the proper Avengers, for God's sakes. Yeah, I agree. And, and, and you, you tap into both markets, but you don't put totally all your agree. eggs in one basket. Totally agree, man. And and I've been preaching that since the start of the show. It's a diversified line. Um, I, I think what happens is they get muddled and they get confused. And, and I think, like, right now... Right now, I don't think they know the answer as well. I, I, I think one thing that if you look at DC's listing, they're sure of one thing, the Batman sells. And <laughs> that seems to be about all they're sure of. Yeah, but you know what? I, I, apparently a little less and less now. Yeah, I know. The erosion, the erosion of Batman um, reflects, I think, the, the ongoing collapse of the weekly sales in general. Yeah, it does. But, but I'm saying that's all that DC seem to know. Uh, you know, everything else seems to be confused. Marvel are all over the shop, and you know they're just they're they're, they're scattergun. Now we had shopping with the gang. Um, two things: Doctor Doom, the Book of Doom, omnibus hardcover. I believe this is a collection of classic Doctor Doom stories since the sixties till today, Rich. Um, like over the decades. So for a Doctor Doom Fantastic Four aficionado, they'll probably really enjoy it. Uh, then also we had King Conan, the original Marvel Years omnibus volume one hardcover, which I am considering. Uh, purchasing Richard, which is the um, obviously you know when Conan got the throne back in the day, um, you know these were classic stories. So, you know, what do you think, Rich? Yeah, pretty cool. Man. Yeah, I think actually, you know, I, sorry, you were just you were talking about Doctor Doom and all that. Mm. You just made me realize something. You know, there's a new streaming service called Brickbox. I have heard of it. Yeah, it has every single Doctor Who episode on it. It's awesome, really. Like from old to new, even the movie, it's got all the Doctor Who on it. Wow. Um, what is that on? Is that is the streaming service rich and, and how much is it costing you? Oh, not much. I think it was um eight ninety nine, I think maybe. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, it's I've heard a lot of people say that Britbox is a really good service, Rich. Yeah. Oh but, yeah, man. Tons of British stuff on there. Tons of British stuff. Old British movies, British TV shows. Um, as I said, it's got the entire Doctor Who on there, Perfect. so I'm I'm actually I'm going to go back and watch. Do, a lot can of you the old... check for me? Does it have Minder? Can you check for me for for, for next week? Can you tell me? No, see if it's got Minder because I love Minder. I'm for law and order, the way that it should be. About the night they spent protecting you from me. Someone called us outlaws in some old magazine. New York City posse down like I ain't never seen. Don't y'all think it's outlaw bitches done got out of hand? Cars pull up, the boys get out, and the room fill up 
with law They came bounding through the back door In the middle of the song They got me for possession of something that was gone Don't y'all think it's outlaw bit gun got out of hand What started out to be a joke the law don't understand Was it singing through my nose that got me busted by the man Weekly Comics, Reg. Yep. Uh, Deceased War of the Undead Gods, issue one. Um, Well, firstly, maybe I would care more if I had read more of the Deceased stuff other than the first few issues because I felt like they were stringing this story out. I just didn't care. The, The good visual, the one good visual was when Supergirl landed on Apocalypse or wherever she was going, on New Genesis, wherever it was that she was supposed to be going. New Genesis. New Genesis. And the visual was that the new gods were all, you know, undead. That was a cool visual, and I thought that set it up to be really interesting. What followed was just so mind-numbingly boring. Um, Yeah, and I just lost all interest. I give it 5 out of 10, and I think it's lucky to get that. I, I think the setup idea of it was good um but i felt again it's not an exciting first issue it's not exciting and i don't know i'm a big believer that you've got to make those first issues exciting to to hook readers in to get readers to invest because i would have been open to this i thought that that first screenshot of you know those undead new gods looked really cool and then we cut away from it and we're just dealing with all the bullshit back on earth and, well, not just that. Um, I also think it's so stupid that they've got a cure. Why mm. would you have a cure? That why? I mean, well, they do. Yeah, I guess because they've been milking this series for the last five they've, years. They've cured everyone. They've cured Superman. They've cured everyone. Well, except for the people, uh, except for the Bat family that uh, Alfred uh, killed. Mm. Well, I've got a question. Like, how did they cure Superman? Because he was in the middle of the sun. Uh, well, they went to the sun and uh, coaxed him out of it, and then he came out and attacked them. So, yeah, but how did he get cured? Oh, they had some, I don't know. They had some syringe in them, or something right? Like okay, that, some okay, yeah. I was like, I was aware that they got him. And then to come for some out. reason, he has a metal arm. I don't know why, but anyway, yeah, uh, um, agreed. But I think that might have can been I can I just say something that really irks me? Mm. I I seriously hate that uh, uh, Black Canary is called Green Canary now and is mm. a Green Lantern. I find that so <laughs> so retarded. I didn't even I wasn't even aware of it, but yeah, I don't like it either. Um, well, that happened in the in the first run, the first deceased. 
Right. Um, yeah, it's pretty stupid. Where they just, you know, oh, fuck hell, Jordan, let's kill him off, you know. Uh, no, 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 you know, all the other lanterns can survive. We just need to kill off hell, Jordan, so we give his ring to mm. to Black Canary. It's like, why? That wouldn't have what, sat why? well with you, would it, Rich? Because you're, 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 oh, God, you're yeah. Your man, Hell Jordan. Is and look, if you're gonna kill Hell Jordan, that's fine. Then the ring maybe just goes inert. There's no one, whatever. And then yeah, maybe Guy Garden or bloody John Stewart has to <laughs> fill his place. But don't give his ring to Black Canary. <laughs> like, like, oh, she's better. She's a better. You know, we're gonna make her the Green Lantern because we just don't want Hell Jordan. It's like, go screw yourself. Yeah. No, you, I. That 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 does suck. Uh, and it's like, oh, because she's with Oliver Queen who came back to life, you know. But also I did feel like they've been milking this deceased thing. You know what what I realized? Back in the day, this just would have been one series and we would be on a issue seventy of deceased. But instead they make it all these bullshit little minis trying to coax people in to buy issue one and then they're like, Oh, but shit, I've got no idea what's going on because I haven't read the forty thousand other issues of deceased. And so they're such tricksters, but what they are, they're tricksters with extremely short-term vision. You know, like they've got no real forward planning. You know, they don't put this as an ongoing and collect it in trades like you would have fucking up until very recently. They try to trick you with these constant miniseries that all require you have read the other miniseries. And it annoys me, you know? Because really, it's... It might not be a great story, but it's a continuing story. And it's popular enough, obviously, that people are giving a shit about it and buying it. So why not make it ongoing? Why do you keep going with these bullshit, like, um, you know, miniseries that, that that all require you to have known what happened in the previous four miniseries? Do you know what I mean? Like, there's a frustration. So. Oh, no, yeah, I, I, I agree. Because I just don't know if the story is worth continuing. Yeah. Like... Yeah, I, like I yeah. get it. You're like, oh, cool. We didn't really get to see the, you know, apocalypse and New Genesis and what mm. if the gods, whatever. And I'm like, well, maybe then you should have have thought of maybe having it start from there and deal with that. And then, but, but they didn't. What happened was they Earth? they did DC zombies, knowing how well that Marvel had done it. You know how how popular it had been. And then, surprise, surprise, Deceased was this big hit, and they're desperate for a hit. So then it's just like, well, let's just yeah, get milky. Yeah, but you know what? One thing I'll give Marvel is that they their Marvel zombies is way more um, horror. It is, yeah, I agree. Like, a gruesome than this Deceased. This Deceased has been, like, PG. No, it has. Yeah. Compared to Marvel zombies, which is which is so lame. Yeah, no, I agree. That, 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 I definitely agree with you on that score. It's been it's been way more like play it safe kind of thing, you know. Like, don't don't get too gruesome, you know. Don't take too many chances. Like, we can always reset people and bring them back, you know. Like, yeah, there's there's a certain lameness uh, to deceased after you get past the initial feeling of like, oh, this isn't too bad. Suddenly, you're like, actually, you know what? It also is not too good, you know. <laughs> There's there's something sort of quite lame about. It. I'm giving it five out of ten, and I feel I'm being generous. What what are you giving, Rich? Four, four, yeah, okay. I don't think I go as high as five. Uh, then next up, we had a short one. GI Joe: The Hunt for Cobra Commander. I had my man Spirit. I'm giving it seven point five out of ten. Uh, maybe not the world's greatest art, but oh my god, I was invested in this storyline and him hunting down Cobra Commander. 
And, um, you know, I love my spirit. I was reading the file card at the end. It's short. It's punchy. It's a 7.5 out of 10 from me. What are you giving it, Rich? It's really short. Was it, it, was, like it was super short. Yeah, yeah, it was something like that. I, I said I mean, to you it was, it was interesting. I mean, um, not much happens in it, unfortunately. He's trying to track down Cobra Commander. What do you expect? Spirit yeah, but I would like to have... Yes, but I would like to have seen him maybe have to take on, you know, some... <laughs> Some guerrilla fighters or something to you know keep him to you know uh, keep himself hidden or yeah. you know have to take out some guys you know to get past him just you know just a little bit of action just 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 give me a little well, where was freedom taste. did we see freedom at all his bird his eagle I no. don't I didn't see freedom at all I'm giving it seven point five would have got an eight if I'd have seen freedom you know I'll enjoy my uh, look it's a, it's it's a six out of ten oh. I mean I it's it's not an issue. I mean, it's 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 to wet the palate, you know. Yeah, well, my palate's wet. Well, get ready for G- yeah, get ready for GI Joe IDW Collection Volume Two next week. You can have all the GI Joe you want, Rich. Oh, actually, dude, there is GI Joe news. I, I meant to tell you. Yes, there is actually a um, there's a GI Joe comic. Mm. That I think there's only been four issues. Mm. What's it but called? It's like it's based on the 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 cartoon. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Okay. It's called uh, it's called uh, GI Joe uh, uh, Saturday morning Saturday morning adventures GI oh, Joe. Oh, okay. I'm just bringing it up now while yeah. you're talking. Okay. It's really good. The interior art actually is really nice. It's like the cartoon. So well, you I know what? Next week in weekly comics, we might do three issues of it. There you go. But mm. but let what? me tell you. Something. This they've announced that they're going to be doing a animature 40th anniversary special. Yes, cult favorite silent interlude reimagined. Cool. On what? Visit living legend Larry Harmer's seminal masterpiece with each page illustrated by the unique style of Sal Gallian, Netho Diaz, Andrew Lee Griffith, and and more fan favorites. Plus, bonus extras, including a Breaking the Fourth Wall story by Larry, Larry Harmer himself. Awesome. One shot special. Well, we'll definitely. When's this coming out? Uh, it could be coming out now, I think. All right. Well, I'll keep an eye on it. I'll keep an eye on it. We'll do it on the show for sure. And next week, gee, you, you dug yourself a hole there, Rich, because next week on top of the IDW volume two, we'll do the Saturday Morning Adventures and Weekly Comics. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine with me because it looks really good. All right, great. Well, there you go. Got, got, got an agreement from oh, Rich. I, I, I looked at a and I can see Spirit. Yes. Yes. At last. I'm looking at it now. I can see Cobra Commander on the front cover of one. Awesome. Yeah. Bring it on. Uh, then we had uh, the final one, Predator 1. Now, what did you think of this, Rich? Uh, before I even give my thoughts, I want to get what you thought of Predator 1. Ed Brisson. Um and Kev Walker. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, it was okay, I thought. Like, it wasn't great. I'm giving it 7 out of 10. I thought it was promising. The human becomes a predator. Why is she so good at killing predators? Like, what makes her so... so? Uh, can I be honest? Like, I, 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 again, you see, it's this weird thing of, like, I get it. I like, I, I like the idea. Mm. The problem is I just... It's what? a little girl. Right. Like, who just, what, somehow the ship teaches her how to be uh, a hunter and a, and, and a fighter and take on predators? Like, she said, like, look, 
if we say the mother and like maybe like the mother the mother was like ex military yeah special forces ex military and she loses her husband and her daughter whatever to the predator and all that and the mother got you know, killed she has a yeah, no, but I mean, at least she would have a base training yeah. that I, I, I could get behind and say, okay, well, you know, she's tapped into her training and she's learned their stuff. And mm. to, But a, like a bloody seven-year-old girl mm. who watches her parents and now all of a sudden it's like the, like the world's fucking greatest fighter and he's taking on like, she's killed like a dozen predators or something. I'm just like, I don't, mm. I, I, find, I just find that pill a bit hard to swallow. Yeah, me too, uh, but... Also, uh, you know, what I was hoping, and I never get what I'm hoping. I, that's one thing I've learned. Like, I never get my predator from the predator's view. They're so afraid to give me predator from the predator's view, Richard. Why can I never get it? Like, what it, What have I done wrong in a previous I, life? I, I don't know, mate. Oh, gosh, Jesus. Uh, that could be a long list. <laughs> I don't think that's that. That's all. I don't think I don't I don't think I've done anything. Right. No, it's too late. no, it's too late. It's too late to ask me that question now. Man. We don't have enough time. <laughs> but but seriously, like it's like I mean, can I not get my predator from the predator's view? Is it that impossible? Is it that? Uh, you, no, they must have done. They've, dude, they've been making predator comics for for like decades now. They must have. They must have done one from the predator's point. Well, I want to see it. I want someone to show it to me. Bring it to me. Show it to me. Let me enjoy it. Let me have my cake and eat it. Instead, we get the predator is the human hunting predators. And I'm just like, oh, my God, does it get any more obvious? You know? And and also, how is she beating these predators? Like, are these the world's worst predators that aren't aware that some human's killing them, like serial killer style? That's what I mean. Where did she get this this superb training from? Like, like where? Who who taught her this stuff? Yeah, I don't I know. Mean, it's it's you know. Like, I don't know. As I said, I, I, uh, but like, could have I could could have been better. Yeah, it's got promise. Like, I don't hate it by by any means. Like, yeah, yeah, it's not it's not it's not terrible. I mean, it's that, I mean, me complaining about where the hell did she get a training or is like the you know it's the only thing that really bothers me in it but mm. i mean the art's pretty good yeah the predators look pretty good mm. um you know um i just i don't know i mean if humans are now have the technology to fly into space and all that i mean you would think that they'd be a bit more better equipped to think with the predators maybe like yeah i don't know well they were just they were just absolutely hamper like the thing was, this is what where I guess. In, in my opinion, I always thought that the predators hunted what they saw as lower life forms. No, I, th- I think it's anything that's a challenge is is what the predators like. like anything that's a bit of a challenge. Well, I mean, the planet that she was on, where she killed the guy, he was literally hunting like almost tribal things, like people mm. with no space travel. Yeah. So it's just weird. I always just assume. Good point. That Good point. If, if if a race has got like space travel, is highly tech. They probably maybe don't see them as as like game as mm. as lower life forms. Maybe I don't know. I mean, that was just an assumption I had, which obviously is in this book is wrong. <laughs> well, you're right though, because you are right. Because the whole thing with the predators is that they've established over many incarnations is kind of like they're not fair, but 
they, if something's not a threat to them, at times they'll just sort of be like, I'm not going to even bother, you know? Yeah. But I mean, like, I always thought they saw humans as animals because mm. the, we don't even have space travel, for God's sakes. We, we're running around with like bullet, you know, um, yeah. bullet, you know, projectile weapons. Mm. Um, we have no, like maybe they didn't see us as like evolved. Maybe they saw humans and, and other, you know. But they fight um, aliens. <laughs> they fight aliens because they know that they're vicious. I think they're up for anything yeah, that's they, a challenge. Yeah, aliens, aliens aren't like, aliens are basically animals. Mm, I suppose so. They don't, they don't have space travel. They don't Xenomals. have sentient, like, yeah, they, 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 they? they're not like. I guess they, they, they sort they of more exit. They, they, they sort of stow away, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, they like basically parasites. They, yeah. you know, they, they eat Good the point. host and, and, and breathe that way. They're not, no. Like, that's why I thought, and, and when you see the, the predators like uh, shipping Predator 2, mm. a lot of the skulls look like they're more like animal mm. sort of, you know, kind of based on all that. And I, I, that's why I said I always just thought that they hunted humans because they just saw humans as as animals themselves. Yeah, you know, no, like good, not, point. good point. But, but here's my thing. At the start, when she's on the planet, when she's a kid, that predator is just invincible. And it's like blowing people away from distance with his like launcher and stuff. And, you know, like he's just terminating with extreme prejudice. And it's like, yeah, this predator is badass. Like the predator and predator one, you know, how he was kind of unstoppable. Um, very tough to kill. But then it's like flash forward 10 years later and she's killed like 20 predators. And I'm mm, like, and I'm like, but I'm like, what if predators, are they just having a real bad season? <laughs> and I don't, you know, that's what I just don't, I, I get that's the conceit of the book. So we just have to accept it. But I, I don't know. And it, just the whole thing like this time, no, the predators I, are the I, predators. I agree with you. I think they went too far in the amount that she's killed. Mm. If they said that she's killed three. Yeah. Or four in like a maybe like a fifteen year period. I'd be like, okay, fair yeah. enough. You know, yeah. maybe there's a couple of times she's failed or yeah. got her ass handed to, or got lucky to be alive, but she has managed to kill. But she's literally in that ship. I think there was at least like a dozen or more predator masks as yeah. trophies, trophies, yeah. trophies. And I was just like, no ways. This, I'm sorry. There's just no way yeah. that, that that she's taken out that many. It's it's not possible. I know. It was kind of stupid. Well, anyway, um, I'm giving it seven, and I thought it did have promise. Um, what are you giving it, Rich? Uh, this one's also a, a six out of ten. Six out of ten? Okay. Uh, now we come to our trade of the week, The Undertaker, volumes one and two. Uh, Richard's choice. Richard, do you want to run listeners through the basic concept here? Uh, yeah, so Undertaker is basically a a, a French comic mm-hmm. uh um which uh is it's a western um mm. uh and it's basically about a an, an undertaker an undertaker <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh it's, it's obviously an undertaker with like you know uh, a past and um uh and and what i like fantasy is like everyone like they don't like in this, like in this world like undertakers are bad luck yeah people are like scared of them don't want to talk to them um all that sort of stuff and so um uh he gets a job mm. he's got to go to this place and when he gets there he goes like where's the body and all that and it turns out the guy's not dead the mm-hmm. guy that hired him but he said come back tomorrow and my body will be ready and all that sort of stuff mm. um 
and then basically the guy now he runs like a mining town all that sort of stuff he eats his gold and he expects to be buried and he kind of blackmails his the young servant girl to uh, carry out his final wishes and stuff uh -huh. and all that but of course the 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 manservant he's got who hates him finds out what he's done and you know he gets the town riled up and you know next minute they're on the run from the 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 the, the, the town because all the all the people in the town are um are miners they diggers mm. and they've been like renting you know um mines and you know they they're poor they haven't had struck gold and he's been rich and they hate him and all that yeah they, stuff. they absolutely so, hate him yeah he's trying to get her there and all that and you know but you know and, and him and her you know she sees him as dirty a ruffian mm. all that sort of stuff uh but i believe he's a um i think he's a union ex-union sniper or something like that he's killed like 30 men he's like one of the most wanted people um and he's basically just been yeah this, this, is, this, is, this is the undertaker people we're talking about yeah yeah because people don't like to look the under you know people don't like to look undertakers in the eye mm. they don't really you know undertakers all that so it's kind of like in, in a way it's a very good disguise mm. um because people wouldn't think that the undertaker is, is the most wanted what what was he know, wanted uh, for what what had he done he killed 30 guys uh um they, they didn't exactly go into why he killed the 30 people right okay. which even um uh even uh should i can't remember her name but even the even the woman she's trying to like well did they did they deserve it was it revenge yeah 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 you know you know she was trying to find out why he had killed so many 30 people and all that and I love it. He's just like he hates people. He doesn't. Yeah, he's trust super anyone. grumpy. He's super grumpy. He's, he's that. He's that. Like you know, all all humans are. You know, all people are scum. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone's out. Everyone's all... out to get you, kind of thing. And yeah, yeah. And it's it's a two part story. It's two volumes, but it's only about sixty pages each. Yep. Um, the art was superb in it. Um, yeah, it is. Anyway, cool. and yeah. all comes to a, all comes to a clash, and you know, there's the the big you know thing at the mine, and they they eventually get there and. The the bad guys get their comeuppance. Yeah, they get trapped on um, the on the on the platform. Yeah, uh, well, in the mine, uh, like, uh, and they can't get down, and they're killing themselves to try and <laughs> climb down and all that. Um, it's got some good shootouts and all that. It's got some good moments. And Jesus, he beats those two deputies to death mm. um, when they try and like question him and and try and kick the shit out of him. He just he just fucking wastes them, man. Like this guy, you can see that he's like. He just he's ready to snap like yeah you know what i mean like he's he's he has to stop himself from but he didn't stop himself this time he literally no. just killed the shit out of him yeah he beat them to pulp yeah uh, i really enjoyed it i thought it was very interesting um you know it's a very not um you know it's 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 kind of that like um it's got a got a bit of a spaghetti western Definitely. you know sort of man with no name sort of mm. uh vibe to it the undertaken all that um he's again he's a cool character you know what i mean he's got some funny lines and i like how he keeps saying bible verses like wrong yeah but not wrong like he makes his own bible verses exactly yeah you know like you know the lord said unto thee don't cross the man with a shotgun or something yeah like they're, that. they're more like, sort of contemporary to the time yeah yeah yeah, yeah basically um I, I i really enjoyed it um i thought it was a brisk read um it went pretty good some interesting characters in there um um, like the guy with the missing fingers that, mm. that like just hates the guy that like yes put him in ancient servitude just fucking hates him does hate that guy uh, and he lost his fingers in the mine uh, with the guy yeah and he was telling people it's like a war yes like he lost it the military make himself seem like a hero and all that sort of shit and um yeah i mean i i enjoyed it i thought it might be a bit too slow for you but i don't know well um but yes you enjoyed bad so i don't know 
Uh, well, uh, my beautiful artwork and uh, de- like excellent, uh, like good setup. Um, it was a good setup with decent characters. There was nothing wrong with the characters, and there was definitely nothing wrong with the artwork. I did find it was a pl- it sort of plotted its way there. And I think it could have done with a bit more excitement. Um, that said, it was a dry read for me, um, and a slow like I, I I slogged through, especially volume two. But that said, a lot of the basic building blocks are not that far away from stuff I like. Like it's not a million miles away from some Brubaker stuff. You know, it's 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 in the same sort of milieu. Um, six gun. See what I think it needed to get me was another twist. Like, have you ever read Six Gun um, by Cullen Bunn? Very good. And it's kind of similar, not similar, it's a Wild West story, but it's kind of got a bit of a supernatural edge to it, um, which I think this maybe needed. I I felt it was very sort of almost stayed. Um, it was it was a well, bit of a Well, I mean this this is real western. This isn't this isn't fantasy western. No, I know. I know. I know. But yeah. but like But when you look at something like American Vampire, um it's a similar thing. Like the the depiction of the Wild West is is reasonably realistic before you bring in the fantastical elements like um in American Vampire. And I think this might have needed I think it was lacking that twist to really tip it over the edge for me. Uh, it was solid, nothing really wrong with it, um, and I think it would be a good entry point for a lot of people into comics because I think it was quite easy to follow, nice artwork, decent dialogue, things move from A to B to C to D. And so I actually think as an entry point, it was actually pretty good. Um, I, I'd give it a 6 out of 10, and if it was more my taste, it would go higher. So I feel a bit biased because it wasn't exactly my cup of tea, but it's solid. You know what I mean? It's solid. It's it's a solid piece of work, and and certainly the art sings. And I did I did enjoy it more when it focused on just the Undertaker. Dave, is it is it is it just because it didn't have like a slutty whore in it that was sleeping with every no character? um no I, I no I no it was the slowness that got me. Um, it took a long way to get yeah, there, you know, and that was, I don't know. You see, this, this is why I, I, this is why sometimes I, I kind of can't, when mm. you say, oh, you got to watch Paper Girls, it's really great. You'd enjoy it because mm. you thoroughly enjoyed Badlands, I but then Badlands. this you'll say is too slow mm. and not really your cup of tea. And I just go, but this <laughs> is better than Badlands. So well, it's, it, it makes it, it makes it's... it a bit hard. No, it's all subjective too. Like, there's nothing wrong with this. Like, by any means. Like, there's like it's actually quite good, really. I mean, even my score could easily be a six point five. Like, I mean, I, I actually, it, it's actually quite good. There's, I'm not in my personal taste. It was too slow, and it would lack a twist for me. I, I need a twist, and I need a bit more pace on the ball, uh, to really push it over the edge. Um. Oh. You know. no, 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 I'm not. I'm not trying to be facetious, but what was the what was the twist in Badlands? No, I, I just mean in this Wild West story. But Badlands is just a. I tell you why I like Badlands because I like crime noir, which is what that was, and I and I like that time period, the '60s, JFK, 
and the mob and all that. So I, that's very much up my alley. So that was very okay, much so, in my the, milieu. So Western's on – so it's more like it's because it's a Western and that's not up your alley. A Western without – no, 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 no. Too but much of a Western, twist. Pure Western. Not, 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 let, forget about any supernatural, whatever. Just a straight-up Western is not really. Um, if it's slow, yeah. A slow Western never grabs me. I, my, I like Westerns. Don't all, get me wrong. All Westerns are pretty slow. They are, but it, they're not my – look, they're not my I, – I do like Western movies we're talking about. Western movies. I, I, yeah, but even Western, you go watch The Good, The Bad, The Ugly, there's a lot of slow moments in that, man. There it's is. Not, it's not like ball, ball action. There, there is. There is. No, there no, is. I'm just – as I said, I'm not being facetious. I'm just trying to, like, mm. uh, no. get the thing. is like maybe, again, yeah, yeah, maybe it's more because it's noir. You like more the crime aspect, maybe, like, just a, a straight up. Definitely. I could, like, you know, it, Western is maybe not your – If Well, I can answer the question. If we're talking about film – Okay. Um, in comics and in film, film noir, crime noir, it's right up my alley. I'm very forgiving. Westerns, I have grown to really like in film, and I am still, frankly, a work in progress because I'm working my way through some. I tend to take my mm. time with them. I really like some. I really like, like my favorite, one of my favorite movies, um, is The Outlaw Josie Wales and Unforgiven, which are both westerns. Um, I also like quite a lot of John Wayne's movies, like Rio Bravo is probably one of my favorite all-time movies. It's in my top ten. Um, I like Red River. You know, I, I've, I I like a lot of westerns, but it took me quite some time to warm up to them. This, yeah, like maybe it's the comic book format as well. I I just I, I didn't mind it. I just found it a bit dry, frankly, and I was sort of like, yeah, I like. As a piece of work, though, like if I was going to give, um, you know, a nephew or something a comic, I would give them this easily over the majority of modern Marvel or DC in a heartbeat. Like, there's nothing wrong with this comic. It's very solid. Um, you know what I mean? Like, you know, it's – so, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I can – I mean, well, that's what, that's what I'm trying to find. Because, again, I, maybe it's a bit different for me because I grew up, like, literally watching mm. Westerns. Like, mm. I have watched, like, a gazillion Westerns. Oh. For me, this is, like, pure straight Western and, and the, like, the pacing is not an issue because I'm just used to watching so many. Sure. You know, because Westerns, it, it is, the Westerns, you got, they are pretty drawn out. You know, there's a lot of people talking. Sure. Yeah. It's not like there's, it's not gunfights every, you know, no. two seconds sort of thing and all that. So, for me, I guess, but that's what I'm just trying to understand. I think for me, because I've watched so many Westerns, mm. like, a bit Westerns have been a big part of my cinema Mm. sort of experience or my movie experience that I guess for me, I don't see this as slow. I, I see this as a pretty yeah normal paced Western sort of story yeah. where there's yeah. a little bit more setup. Then maybe you've got a gunfight, you know, or someone pulls a gun and then you've got a bit more yeah. sort of. Yeah, you're right. Um, you're you're, you're right. That, that, that's what I was just trying to figure out because for me, I was just, you know, because it's weird because, you know, I kind of, you know, because we've just done Badlands and we, mm. we've just done this. And mm. I was just trying to get your – the reasoning why something like Badlands, which, again, also not 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 a great deal of stuff happens in that. No, Badlands had you the know. advantage – Badlands had an advantage over this in that I love that crime feel and that time period and that topic. So No, it, no, that's, it what, I said. that's what I was just yeah. trying to do. That's why I was trying to mm. figure out mm. what as, was the as difference a comic, in these two things. As a comic, construction-wise, 
this is superior to Badlands, in, especially in art. Like, it's, it, you know, it's miles apart ahead. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, and, and frankly, when I give it 6.5, I don't feel that's a terrible score. And I see echoes um, of little bits and pieces that Brubaker did at times. Um, you know, yeah, it's like I'll give it a 6.5 out of 10. And even though it's not my personal cup of tea, I by no means am I saying it's no, no one could ever convince me this is a bad comic. It's actually a good comic and very well made. Um, oh, no, I, uh, I agree with that. Right. I'm just trying to, I was just trying to get the, trying to figure yeah, out yeah. what the difference was between the two. Yeah, no, I mean, look, sometimes it comes down to you're reading something and you're either instantly reacting and loving it. Or you're reading it and you're kind of... I was reading it with a critical eye because I quickly realised this was going to be something that I was going to have to invest time into to appreciate. You know, that's the thing with me with Western movies. I I tend to take my time watching them. I actually find them quite... I actually like them, but they're a tougher watch and I think it is the pacing and stuff. Like, I do find it... it I have to be in the mood and I have to let my brain settle down. Yeah, I have to let my brain kind of pick up the pace, and then I enjoy them. I mean, I I've, I like plenty of western movies, um, but I like movies in general. I but yeah, I, I guess with comics as well, maybe I'm you know, my <laughs> you're gonna laugh, but my favorite western comic is Jonah Hex, which I love. I love the Jonah Hex comics. I love them with a passion. I've read hundreds of them. Um, you know, and. They, you know, uh, I guess a lot of them are one shots. But I was going to say, but that might be a little bit different because um, it's yeah, it's 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 uh, twenty ish, uh, twenty pages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And believe you so me, I this, love them. You know, this is one hundred and twenty pages when you add them together. Yeah, yeah, which and is a bit more of a so like Jonah Hex. I agree with you. Like Jonah Hex is like episodic TV, mm. and this was like a movie. Hundred percent. Where yeah, you know, it's got your peaks and your valleys, but with with Jonah Hex, yeah, it's very like feels like oh that was a cool episode or that was a cool yes, issue, that was a cool episode. Definitely, you know, oh, he got the bad guy there. Oh, he got it. You know, and yeah, I, yeah, I agree with it. I mean, and Jonah I tell Hex you, a, I tell you a western because when I was a kid growing up, like a kid and, and even past a kid, a teenager who heavily got into movies, westerns was the thing I didn't touch. I I I I I got into movies heavily. And it wasn't that I didn't like them. I just didn't go near them because I associated them with Sunday afternoon, old man, you know, kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, like, and, and I don't, I, I, I mean, literally, that, like my granddad watching them. And I just, I, I, I mentally said, but I tell you a show that we used to watch that I enjoyed was Bonanza. Because um, that was on, that was on, it must have been on at some time that was being repeated at a certain time period where we were around the TV. And I watched a lot of Bonanza and I quite enjoyed it. Um, but when I watched Rio Bravo for the first time, it blew my mind and made me put aside a lot of my preconceptions about Westerns. You know, I was like, Oh my God, that was an incredible movie. You know what I mean? And, and then I, you know, and then I, I watched, I watched Unforgiven, you know, I've seen plenty of John Wayne since then. And the years, as the years have gone by, as a film buff, I've watched a lot of Westerns, but I'm still a work in progress on them sort of thing. It's not my natural genre, but I do well, like I mean, it. Yeah, I mean, that that was like, 
other than war movies, which my dad was always watching, so mm. I would always watch, because you know, because when you're growing up, there's not exactly like a plethora of like sci-fi and yeah, fantasy yeah. movies. Sure. Yeah. I was all like westerns was the the abundance for me to watch. Yeah. Like there were so many. I mean, I have even watched a western that has Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. Which one's that? Called the villain. I've not seen that. It has it has Kirk Douglas mm. as the bad guy, and it has Arnold Schwarzenegger as the sheriff. It is cool. hilarious. It's a comedy, obviously. Okay, cool. But well, I've I ha- I've watched so many westerns that I've literally watched a western with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm. I tell you a good one. Um, also with Kirk Douglas and Burt Lancaster, Gunfight at the OK Corral. Yep. Oh yeah. There's, be, there's actually there's a few good movies based on that. I mean, obviously yeah. Tombstone. Tombstone. Being, yeah. Tombstone. Uh, Tombstone no, also no, blew my mind. That was like a modern retelling. Unforgiven um, was was one of my I early. Even liked the, I even like. Oh, I loved the. Um, you remember the Young Guns? Oh, oh man, yeah, I loved. Oh guns. yeah, 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 yeah. But but see, that's Young Guns and Tombstone were were westerns done for a young audience um, that were great. That were very sort of like for the you know pop market. Um, but like, and I'm ashamed to say this, I've never, although I love Red River. I've never got through the searches, and I and I and I mean to. I just I, I've started the searches like probably five times, and I constantly get distracted. I need to sit down with a cup of tea and watch it, and you know, and really enjoy but, it. I mean, um, but do you have a favor? Don't look past the um, spaghetti westerns, so. Yeah, no, I've got them on Blu-ray, the Clint Eastwood ones. Yeah. No, 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 no. Not just those. That that's that's what everyone thinks of. But you've got to watch like the Trinity movies. Yeah. Um, they they um, Italian okay. sort of ones. Um, the, the, there's a lot of spaghetti westerns that are really good, and, and yeah. one of the good, and also uh, uh, Django, not the um, same spelling. Oh, okay, it's actually it's actually a, a, a it's what uh, I believe. Um, I loved Django uh, Unchained. You no, no, but Quentin Tarantino took that name from a yes. spaghetti western from an actual character called Django. I see. I'd like um, to watch that. Which is a spaghetti western. Was uh, it a black guy project. like Django Unchained? No, 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 no Italian. Man. It was okay. Italian spaghetti. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no. Yeah. yeah I, I would. I would like that because I really like um, the Clint Eastwood ones, and I've also got on Blu-ray Once Upon a Time in the West, but I've not watched it. But I'm sure I'll like it. It's, uh, it's, a, good, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. No, High, man, High uh, Noon. Look, High Noon. Good yeah, movie? Dude, the problem with westerns is there's so many, and mm. I love so many of them. Like, mm. yeah. you know that they made like three sequels to the Magnificent Seven. I do. And the Magnificent Seven's what in my top ten movies. I love that movie. The, the that's a fantastic movie. Yeah, it's like Magnificent Seven, Ride Again, Return yeah. of the Magnificent Seven. Man, there's so many. Yeah, but they uh, but uh, they didn't keep anyone but a couple of the actors. Yo, Bruno. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What I'm saying is that a lot of people don't even know. Yeah. that there's been multiple. Well, sequels. it's like with Airport in the '70s, they did like three or four sequels, and you know, no one turned up other than George Kennedy. You know. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. 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 I mean, oh, I. We should do a list. If you want a dark, if if you want to want a darker one, right? Mm. Um. Watch Bone Tomahawk. It's, it's, oh no, I've seen it with yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's great. We should do a horror slash, yeah, western on your cinema of doom. Why don't you pick like a good western to do? Do that. Oh, shit. I will, I will definitely try and narrow that. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, we're going to do more than one cinema of doom. So, pick a western. That's your job. Pick a western. I don't care whatever you pick. We'll, and we'll watch it and we can review it. 
Yeah, that'd be fun. Because we've not done a Western Cinema of Doom yet, uh, I don't think, anyway. Yeah, no. I've just got to sit down and... And and like I said, see, my, 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 you know, you know I love film. So outside of like, outside of the fucking, you know, normal stuff, my, my specialty that I've grown into is a lot of film noir, but... I am taking a fucking if I'm taking a major in film noir, I'm actually taking a minor in westerns because I am actually watching quite a few. Um, and I tell you, a western, I, I, I guess it's a western, uh, Vera Cruz with Burt Lancaster. It's one of my favorite Burt Lancaster movies. Have you ever seen it? I want to say Gary Cooper is the other actor. I could be wrong there. I'll look it up. It's called Vera Cruz. It's a fantastic movie. Well, Bert Lancaster has been in a couple of Western movies, so I have to try and think which one um, is a Western, you said, right? Yeah, it's a Western, sort of a Western. Um, Here we go. Uh, yeah. I've seen Bert Lancaster in quite a few. Vera Cruz is a 1954 American Western film starring Gary Cooper and Bert Lancaster. It also has, like, Ernest Bro- Borgnine, Charles uh, Bronson. Maybe, maybe. Um, it's a good movie. Because, I, yeah. yeah. I have to try and think of Burkass has been in I use it a, a, a few Western movies, yeah, so I, I can't try and remember if I have watched it. So, well, yeah. You've been meaning to watch um, um, How the West Was Won. How the West Was Won? Is that the one you said, or was it the... Searches, um, the Searches. The film, the film that I've been trying to watch is The Searches, and I've not watched it, the famous John Wayne movie, the John Ford movie. Okay, searches. Okay, but but I could watch How the West Is One. I don't care. I've not seen it. Um, I don't care. Whatever you want to choose. Well, you don't have to decide now. We can, we can, we can discuss it offline now. Anyway, so what was your score out of ten for for? I'm going to give mine a six point five. I'm eight out of ten. Okay, another good one is Apache, uh, starring Burt Lancaster, where he plays the Indian. Oh, uh, yeah, yep, yep, I've seen that one. I love that uh, movie. Uh, Man named Horse. That's another good Indian. Movie, um, obviously, you've got uh, what's it called? A man named Toronto. Horse, yeah, yeah, man named Horse that has, um, uh, shit, uh, the guy, the first guy that played uh, Dumbledore in the Harry Potter movies, uh, <laughs> uh, Harry, no, the guy who died, I don't actually know what his name is, I don't actually know what his name is, but I know the guy you mean. So, when he was a lot younger, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. a man called Horse from 1970. Uh, uh, da, da, da. um, just trying to see who it, who it, uh, stars. Richard Harris is that him? Richard Harris. Actually, no, that's my name. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I've not heard of that movie actually. Um. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, so pick a pick a movie for Cinema Doom. We will announce it next week on the Signal because we're not going to do Cinema Doom before next week anyway. So, um. You can announce it next week. Now, so for listeners, next week we are doing, and, and take note at home, and I'll put the, it up on the Facebook page, G.I. Joe, the IDW Collection, Volume 2. We did Volume 1 quite some time ago. We're doing Volume 2. Um, it's when they sort of did a soft reboot of G.I. Joe around 2005 six. They brought in Chuck Dixon to work with Larry Hummer and, and Christos Gage, uh, Mark Andreco and others and um should be really good i'm really looking forward to it so we will do that um 
we're obviously pro members of the collective. You've got uh, Last Sons of Krypton. I'm appearing on Last Sons of Krypton this weekend, Rich, and I'm appearing with Ray on Into the Night. I think doing a Predator review, and so I'm doing. That's two, a lot. I'm doing. I'm doing a double up with Ray, and he's splicing you can have, together. You can have, you can have time to read all this, GI Joe. Yes. Well, I've already. Watch Predator, man. So I've, I've, I can. Yeah, you've selected a lot of GI Joe to read, though. Don't you worry about that, man. Don't you worry. Knowing is half the battle, Rich. Um, yo, Joe. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'll be fine. And yeah, probably as a collective, you got Lusts of Krypton, you got Into the Night, you've got Connor's Iron Fist show. Uh, people like Inner Demons, Brian Biggie at Inner Demons. You've got um, Lilith, Charlie, and Phil over at Capes and Lunatics. Uh, I am your target demographic is also out there. There's a lot of stuff going on the collective right now. Obviously, you've got um, the How the Doc podcast that Noel does with Russell, and plenty of other stuff going on. So there's a ton of material available on the collective. Signal proud members kind of carrying the batting, I would say sometimes, and you know I'm proud to do so. Uh, Rich, anything you'd like to say to the audience? Um, Michael Kellish, you obviously pulled you up on a couple of errors you made uh, early on. Um, Mate, mate, it was not. It was not a couple of errors. I don't even remember what it was. So. It was. It was. It was one wrong uh, example. Oh, yeah, okay. I was still making the correct statement. All right, okay, yes. let's not. Let's not. Let's not go overboard. Let's not go overboard. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah, Rich doesn't. You don't tend to make too many errors, man. You you basically you you, you call the ball as you see it. Like it's you know I know. Oh, I I'm happy to own up to errors, but I, that 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 was a little bit more like um, yeah. Uh, uh, what's the what's? It was the, like a half error kind of thing. No, no, no. What's the expression look like? Technical um, foul. You, technical. Yes, that's been like just too technical. Yeah. Uh, whereas I'm deny deny when it comes to errors. Deny deny. Cover up. You know. <laughs> uh, that's no point. That. I'm not a politician or anything. It's my mistakes aren't going to cost. I might run for politics one day. Why not? I could I, I could see myself being quite the charismatic spokesman. I'll run on a law and order policy, Rich. You better believe it. You, again, you don't you realize that you're not emperor, right? Like <laughs> you're not going to you're not going to be able to get anything done. You you realize that, right? Yeah, that's that's the frustrating part that I don't want to deal with. That's annoying. They won't elect me to be the god emperor, which is what I really want to be. You know, ah. Pharaoh. <laughs> Yeah, we're not living in the olden times, mate. You're not going to be able to set you, you know, off with his head, off with his head, so, that kind of stuff. <laughs> you know, you're not going to be able to sit there and do the thumbs down. Then what's the point? The then what is the point? Why would you even yeah, want well, the that's position? Why I don't understand why you want to get into politics? It's not going to be anything like you want it to be. A passing whim, anyway. I, I'm look. Hopefully by next week we haven't had the downfall of civilization because I haven't got my go bag packed yet. So hopefully the I civilization. You know what? I think it's safe to say we won't. <laughs> All right. Thank you and good night. Good night.